Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Ask Daydon edition of the Daydon Tolbert Show tonight. I'm excited to be here. Um, this, you know, obviously with Father's Day, and you know, I took a little bit of time off. We were not live uh, for Advice Monday, so uh, what we're going to do this evening is take some time out and talk specifically about some questions, some topics. Uh, that you guys were passionate about over the last week, that you guys expressed an interest in me touching on and, and um, shedding some light on tonight. and So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Man. I had a great Father's Day. Uh, shout out to all the fathers out there. Shout out to uh, the, the, the mothers who, um, have, who went out of their way, the wives, the girlfriends, whatever it is, the, you know, and anyone who made that Father's Day special for somebody. Um, you know, I love my wife, I love my daughter and you know, I just like to start the show off with just you know, with with there's a lot surrounding just black men in today's society and there's not enough, you know, time put in to take it take a minute out and say, "You know what? We appreciate you." You know, they I was watching a um you know, a show online the other day and uh, on TV the other day, and they were talking about doing a special on the discrepancy between the amount of media coverage that Father's Day gets compared to Mother's Day. And, you know, so we hear a lot about the great moms of the world, and, you know, everybody likes to consider themselves to be like a mama's boy or, you know, a mama's girl. But, you know, the fathers out here definitely, the ones who are do, are passionate about being fathers and, you know, being family men, th- th- those are the ones that really need to be celebrated on that day. So uh, shout out to all the great fathers out there. I'm, I'm excited uh, uh, to be a part of that, that great group. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, what's going on with you? You good? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, Courtney. I mean, tonight is going to be one of those nights. I mean, I think you already know that by now. You, you know, you've seen the promotions. You know what we're going to be talking about. You know how it is after a couple of nights off. It's you know normally it's like Monday on Mondays, but it's, this is Wednesday, Courtney. So you already know it's going to be extra, uh, as, as the the ghetto people would say, uh, extra turned up, <laughs> right? We got to turn up tonight. I, I can't even imagine saying something. I mean, that just sounds so dumb. <laughs> You know what I mean? Who says that? Like, why do people? That's, I've, that's the first time in my life I've ever said that. And, but it's just so stupid. Turn up. Hey, we're turned up tonight. <laughs> What's up with your people, Courtney? It's funny you said that because um, somebody said that at work the other day, and I was like, "Wow, haven't heard that in a while." But people still say it. That's well, crazy. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. And let me just say this before we even go any further. I mean, listen, guys, you guys have to be individuals. I always say, people say, well, you wear that or I don't wear this because that's not in style. Well, who says it has to be in style? Why can't you make your own style? I I tell you guys from time to time, I make my own styles. I set trends. You understand? Be be a trendsetter, not a trend follower. You know, I say everybody, let's go out and watch Lost. Everybody watches Lost. Go watch 24. Everybody watches 24. You know what I'm saying? Let's all, you know what I'm saying? Let's be different. Start your own, like Courtney say something, boom, everybody follows Courtney. They want to get natural hair. She cuts her hair, everybody wants to cut their hair. You see what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you know you're influential, right, Courtney? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, and, and you should. And so are many of you out there. So I'm just saying, don't follow these celebrities. See, and there's a scripture out there. And y'all know what the scripture is. I don't have it in front of me right now. But you know there's a scripture out there that speaks specifically about being loved by the world. Okay, when you are loved by the world, you guys already know that 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 the that the love of God is not in you. 
You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, somebody post that in the group for me because everybody needs to see that. So we want to talk tonight about just individuality, being yourself, not being a follower, not being a psycho. Speaking of which, shout out to everybody who got their T-shirts. The T-shirts have been on sale for about a week now, maybe a week and a half. Shout out to everybody who's gotten theirs. The Don't Be a Psycho exclusive limited edition T-shirts, the tank, the tank tops. If you haven't already, they're, they're crazy. Go ahead and order yours online right at trctoday.com. Today is going to be a little bit of fun. Like I said, we're talking about a lot of different things. But specifically, you know, I want to focus on one Women who, you know, there was an advice question submitted in the group a couple about a week ago or so uh, asking specifically about why she should have to cut off her, her male friends, why she should have to stop talking to certain men if she's interested in another, someone else, but is still classified as being single. And I've found, unfortunately, over the years, and this isn't the first time we've talked about it, but, you know, it's, I believe it's the first time Courtney and I have discussed it, you know, I want to shed some light on not so much what is right, because you can there, there can be a case made for, well, you're single, so you're justified and allowed to do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with, which is which is cool, which is fine, but it's not about you. It's about if about what you want. Do you want to be a wife, or do you want to be someone who is being viewed? As a side piece, as a jump off, as a sex partner, as a hoe, a freak, a jump off, a friend with benefits. And so it's it's really up to you because that's how women who entertain multiple men are being viewed. So yeah, you can have you know five different male friends who flirt with you and do different things and you know post on your wall and leave comments. You know so you can have that if you want to and expect somebody to come along and then you start feeling them. Then all of a sudden you cut the rest of them off. That's not how it works, guys. It will never work like that. That man who comes along may act like he's feeling you, but at the end of the day, it's just going to be a situation where he's where he's using you and, and, and leading you on to ultimately and hopefully get what he wants, which is always going to be sex or some form of convenience. So we'll talk more about that. That's a little bit of a, you know, kind of an introduction to it. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to elaborate on that. Uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit tonight, or maybe a little bit more than a little bit, uh, about Jay Z's new song. You guys, you know, he just mentioned or released a uh, uh, some type of commercial and you know a whole big press release about him dropping a new album on July fourth, entitled Magna Carta, uh, the Holy Grail. And I want to, you know, I want to talk about this stuff. You guys know us here on this show. We are known for not just going with the flow, but digging deep. And 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 see, it's weird. It's a little bit of me just being a smart guy and being an analytical person, but more so, it's me having the gift of discernment straight from God. Where it's weird, like these celebrities, these psychos, these satanic worshippers, they literally throw stuff out there under the guise of you know, entertainment or something catchy or gimmicky or whatever they want to act like it is, you know, that whole Beyonce about it. I see, it's weird, I see right through it. I see I see exactly what they mean. Jay-Z is the king of double entendres. So, and it's weird, like he says one thing, but he means something totally different. Beyonce is not as clever, but she has adopted that whole thing. Kanye West, he's not even trying to be you know, uh, you know, discreet about it. He's just being blatant. You know where? So they all have their own, you know, particular styles, but it's all 
with the sole purpose of portraying themselves as as gods. And so I want to talk a little bit about Magna Carta, what that means, the Holy Grail, what that means, what is the significance of that, and what their intention is of calling their work, their body of work, these things. Beyonce, I am, Kanye West, Yeezus, you know, all these ridiculous and satanic and blasphemous things that the world just, for whatever reason, ignores like it's no big deal. I want to tell you all what's really going on so you can be informed and as Christians do your duty to speak out against it. The Bible says that we should hate sin, hate evil, speak out against it, but for some reason people do the opposite. So, and then they look at me and others like I'm crazy, like we're crazy, when we do what the Bible instructs us to do, which is speak out against it, which is to hate it, which is to inform and educate people about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're going to do tonight. I mean, are you cool with that, Courtney? Oh, yeah, I am. I am. There's <laughs> some psychos out here, man. You know, people <laughs> just want to sit back and, and they want to chill and they want to talk about housewives and uh, you know, loving hip-hop and stuff that has absolutely no freaking significance whatsoever. But they don't, and then when we want to talk about something that matters, it's like, oh, my God, they're talking, they're being judgmental. Like, what are you talking about? These people are worshiping Satan right in front of your faces. And it's weird. It's like, I don't know what people think is going on out here in regards to satanic. I don't know what people think. I mean, do they think that it's, I don't know what people think. Do they think it's like, People walking around in, in, in dark robes and with candles. I mean, that's not it, guys. You don't stop watching so much TV. That's not Satanism. That's like stuff from the movies. It's not this vampire crap. You know what I'm saying? It's people who are right in front of your faces, these politicians, these basketball players, these musicians, these rappers, who are showing their their, their allegiance through various and obvious things that for whatever reason people are ignoring. That is how you show worship to Satan. When you love Jesus Christ, you sing hymns, you sing praise, your actions will indicate that. You know, you live a godly way of life. You don't walk with your breast out. You don't do certain things when you are a Christian. You know, you do the opposite. Well, same thing. When you love Satan, well, your actions will indicate that. Your style of dress will indicate that. The things that you do, you know, that you that you speak about, that you write about, that you sing about, will indicate that. You know, it's not it's not very hard. And there are a number of other things that will indicate. Your ideologies will indicate that. You know, and that's what I'm telling you all, like, really research Satanism for what it is in 2013. Because things have changed a lot, guys. Things have changed. We are seeing a shift and how it used to be. Back in the day, it was very, 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 very hush-hush. Okay, very hush-hush. It was like nobody was talking about it. I mean, even you guys are watching Lost now. You guys have seen, I'm sure, many you know, satanic imagery and, and symbols and all types of stuff throughout that particular show and, and other shows as well. But very discreet, though. But now it's on a whole nother level where where people like Beyonce, Jay Z, Kanye West, they're just saying. For I mean, Lil Wayne has a song. He says, "Look, he says, uh, Lil Tune, she got that fire, and these hoes love me like Satan." Like that's a that's a lyric that you guys hear every single day on the radio. It's like, what the heck do you mean by that? They love me like Satan. What you, so what are you saying? Like people love Satan. I mean, what like, what possible meaning other meaning could that have? I'm just asking, Corey, are there any answers that you have for these things? 
No, no. <laughs> like saying, there, there is none. <laughs> it's like Lil Lil Tunchi got that fire. That's his nickname. If you guys don't know, and these hoes love me like Satan. What does that mean? He's saying, well, obviously he's saying the women love him, right? And but if they love him, he's using the he's basically comparing himself to loving Satan. So on one hand, he's calling himself Satan, as well as saying that people who love him also love Satan. I mean, just really ma- let it marinate and listen to the words of some of these the lyrics of some of these songs. Jay Z has made a ten year, fifteen year career. Of those types of lyrics, and it's amazing that no one sees it. It's like it's that's, it's crazy to me. But we'll, we'll, like I said, I want to talk about we're gonna talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, we've been doing some classic shows, man. You know, some really good shows over the last few weeks. Just to kind of give a recap, uh, Father's Day, we did. Uh, you know, I was doing a lot of rebroadcasts on I think Friday, one of those nights, Friday, I believe. I did a rebroadcast of my special on how to identify and and uh, overcome daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women out here are, are being held back, are being are being unfortunately um, targeted for sex and in and, and, and non-committal situations because of the hurt and the pain that exists as a result of what their father did to them. So, you know, definitely if you missed that Father's Day special that I did, make sure you go back and check out the archives of that classic show, very informative show. Another classic show I I did on Sunday where we talked about the definition of what it means to be a strong black Christian man and and even a father. You understand that? So definitely check those two shows out, two of my all-time favorite shows. I know, Courtney, as well, those were two of your favorite shows also. Oh yeah, especially um the one about the daddy issues I can, you know, I feel like I definitely could identify with cuz I when I first heard it I was like, wow, it just touched on so many so many issues I I went through and I was just so thankful, <clears throat> excuse me, for that show and just the fact that I've healed from that. And you know, I actually spent Father's Day um visiting my dad at the cemetery and so that was a good experience um for me because that's something I wouldn't have done in the past just because of all the anger, you know, that I had inside of me. But now I'm at a, a good place and I'm at peace with it and I had that closure. Excellent, excellent. That's see, and that's the key. Two things that you just said. Closure and peace. And I'm telling you guys, understand we talk a lot on this show about the concept of emotional availability. You know, or lack thereof, and if you if there if there are things in your life that you don't have either closure or peace about, and I don't care what it is, whether it's the relationship with your father, or if it's a man, or if it's someone who hurt you in the past, or whatever the situation is, we've got to talk about that. You know, because that is the epitome of emotional unavailability, which will specifically prevent you from being found by the man that God has for you. So if you're single and you're saying, well, Dad, why am I single? I mean, well, ask yourself right now, what things in my life do I not have closure about? What do I not have peace about? And once you come to that conclusion, we'll say, look, let me call Daydon over at 855-55-Daydon, and we can go ahead and set up a free emotional availability assessment to determine, hey, this is exactly this is what's keeping you single. This is some things that could be improved upon so that you know you won't be targeted in that way. So that's that. That was so that 
series, that two-part series on, on Fathers was, was two great shows. Um, over the last couple of weeks, just real quick, um, and y'all see I'm hyped because I want to like I want to get to what we want to get to. But just to let y'all know, we did a classic show on um, on, on how to recognize if you're high maintenance. The definition of that term. We did an awesome show about how what to do while you're waiting to be found by your king. You know, and how it's not enough to just wait on God. What are some things you can do to be proactive in your waiting period? Uh, we talked about how to avoid being cheated on on another show, another show, all-time classic show. What do you stand for? Who do you stand for? We talked about Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, classic show. So, I mean, how to differentiate yourself. I rebroadcasted it. How to recognize a man on the D. I mean, so, I mean, Courtney, how many <laughs> how many shows do we need to do for people to recognize the realness? Man, and those shows were awesome. I know, like, I received a lot of feedback um, specifically about the show about men, um, how to recognize a man on a DL. So many women have hit me up and said, like, wow, that show was so great because now I'm able to spot, like, you know, who's gay. It's like it really opened my eyes. Like, I got a lot of that. So um, we just did some great shows, just great, awesome shows. Look, let me tell you all something. That awesome shows. Understand the archives are on fire right now. We're over 3 million downloads on iTunes alone. Understand that, guys. Those archives are crazy. They're all available. Put, it on, put us on your iPhone, Android, whatever you want to do, listening at work, whatever, however you want to listen. Got a lot of good shows coming up. We're going to do a special on the real reasons why so many black men are gravitating towards white women, women of other races. Oh, yeah, we're going to go there and we're going to piss some people off because we're going to keep it honest and we're going to keep it real. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the definition of what it means to be submissive. We're going to do a part two of that all-time classic show from a couple years ago. We're going to talk about also another show, what it means to be a, a, a Proverbs 31 woman. A true virtuous woman. What that? We're gonna just straight go straight into the Bible, knock down, you know, just verse by verse by verse. You know what I'm saying? Talking about breaking it down. That is a classic show in the making. Courtney and I are gonna get into it uh, uh, in in regards to game playing. The games being played in and out of the bedroom. My man Osho and I we're getting the outline together. We're getting our notes together. He's gonna come on the show and he's gonna talk to y'all about what demons are, about what aliens are. UFOs, giants, things that are actually going on out here that the Bible speaks specifically of, but that the government and the media want to label as something weird or something science fiction. But oh no, it's in the Bible, and we're going to talk about specifically what are aliens, what what does the Bible say about them. I just talked to Osho the other day, and it's going to be absolutely crazy. That show is coming Certainly within the next two weeks, I promise you. And there, I'm looking at a list of like at least ten other classic shows just waiting to come. Are you excited, Courtney, just to be a part of it? Of course, yes, yes, I'm so excited. Listen, guys, the Data on Tolbert show airs seven nights a week, not for no reason, okay? There's a reason why it's seven nights a week. Understand that. So many topics you do not want to miss now. I'm just telling you all that right now, all right? Uh, what else we got here? So, so a couple of things, a lot of things that I want to touch on this evening. Uh, what else can we talk about? Um, now, Courtney, we got. I gotta, I gotta put you out there a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Last I already night, knew what you were about to say. Go ahead. You, 
you know, Courtney, we we got we'll take care of business, but there's some things we got to get out the way first. Now I mentioned, look, you know me, I am a hundred percent against haters. Okay, that's just something that I have a, a issue with. And now, a lot of people saw some posts on my Facebook page on my Twitter. I don't, I, you know, I could care less about LeBron James. In fact, he's a part of the clique. You know, the Jay-Z, the Kanye West, the Beyonce, the Obama, like all those guys, you know, who are blatantly worshiping, saying, I don't support any of them, you know, but it's weird. I find myself rooting for the Miami Heat. And I, was, I, I wanted to not do it. I wanted to jump on the bandwagon and root for Tony Parker when he hit that three, that title. I was like, oh, I wanted to be happy, but I couldn't because I just have such a strong hatred for haters, you know, and... I don't know, it, it, you know, whether it's Kobe Bryant, whether it's Michael Jordan, whether it's, you know, LeBron James, whoever it is, I've found that over the years people tend to not like and, and blatantly hate on just people who are at the top of the game, people who are doing things that are have never been done before. And I think, and it's just... um. I don't know. I have an issue with that, so I try to speak out against it, you know. And I, because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be hated on, to have haters. So when I see people, it's like, yo. Now, if you can, now here's the difference. And Gerald and I, shout out to him. Did a, we did a classic show several years ago, maybe three years ago. It was a Keeping It Real Fridays, specifically. And I know Lewis is listening. Whoever's listening, put it in the group. Post it. The definition of a hater. Google that. Somebody's going to post in the group for me and click on that when you get some time. The definition of a hater. So you can know all the ins and outs specifically of what that means. You know, because when you don't like someone for an actual reason, when you can articulate, hey, I don't like this person, I don't like this thing for this reason, you know, then, hey, that's you. You know, you can't be mad at that. But when you just don't like somebody for no reason at all other than the fact that they're good, it's like, okay, well, you're kind of, you're hating. Right now, now Courtney, do I, do I need to say anything? What, what, what um, would you like to say about that, Courtney? Why do you like the Miami Heat? I gotta put you out. I gotta ask you. Put you in a hot seat. Why, I why don't do you like dislike the Miami. Them? Why do you? Yeah, right. Why do you dislike them? And it's not that you dislike dis- them. You dislike him. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, and is the reason is because he is. Successful and I'm what tired of him winning. What the and heck? Wh- what? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, you, you you hate him just because he's successful? Because I'm tired of the team winning and I don't want them to win anymore. That's the truth. What the? Heck? They only won last year. That's the first championship. Like they. Well, I don't. Michael Jordan won five or six. Kobe Bryant won five. Like, did you hate them as well? Oh no! Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't hate Jordan. Of course I didn't hate Bryant. I don't even hate LeBron. Like hate is a strong word. That's not even in my vocabulary. It's just I'm all for the team that's against the Heat. It is what it is. I am yeah, a hater. Hey, I never said it, I wasn't. It is what it is. Like you said, say no more. <laughs> look, look, guys. Let's let's get into it though. I, you know, I, you know, Courtney and I. We just I'm just messing with her. She knows how I feel about this. You know, it is what it is. It's not even that big of a deal. And so, you know, we will be doing a rebroadcast tomorrow night because I will be watching the game. I know Courtney will be watching. Now, many of you will be watching. So we'll have some. We'll have a a, a game seven party 
over in the Friends of the Day on Tober Show. Just like it's a live thread, somebody start the thread off in the group. We're going to have a, a finals thread. So shout out to uh, all the participants in the group. Let's, I want to get into, uh, and this I'm going to try to not make this a terribly long show, but you guys know how things tend to go sometimes. I want to talk about, before we even go any further, about this whole Jay-Z thing. You know, I've, like now, Courtney, did you hear about this new album that he has coming out on on July fourth? Um, no, not until I saw you post it. Okay, I think, and I think it was it game six or it was like a. I think the last game is when they announced it, I believe, or one of those freaking games that he did like a Samsung commercial. He has like a twenty million dollar deal with Samsung. I didn't watch it. I think we were on the air. I was doing something else, and he, you know, did like a commercial talking about it. Um. And so the the new album is entitled now. Obviously, Jay Z, you know, calls himself Jehovah. Okay, that's been his moniker, his nickname, alter ego. I mean, whatever you want to call it. And if I, let me just do a little bit of preface, you know, a little bit of background, if I can. And again, we talk a lot about Satanism, and just to, and we've talked about this for the newer listeners, though. The premise of you know, satanic worship does not mean that you absolutely love the devil. That's that's not it. You don't sit there and say, although, you know, we'll talk about that, but that's not really what it's all about. It's more so making a mockery. It's more so they hate God more so than they love the devil. So what they love is things, and what they worship are things that God hates. Those you're not worshiping some red monster with horns on his head. You are worshiping money. You are worshiping sex. You are worshiping idolatry. You know, a couple of things that jump out, you know, mind to you. You know, is you know, uh, I mean, so, I mean, there's so much stuff. American Idol, you know, for a long time was the highest rated show on television. I mean, these guys are going crazy about an idol. America, as you guys know or should know, is founded upon demonic and satanic principles. You know, Washington itself, the the architecture of it is, you know, just do some research on your own as to the measurements, the the the, the calculations, the building size, the widths, the the landscape, it's all very much so based upon and I'm not going to dig too, too deep into it, all, but really research it on your own, the architectural structure and layout of Washington DC itself. America is founded and was founded on satanic principles. All right, a lot of Masonic and you know principles. These are people who who literally worship uh, you know the devil. All right, a lot of things out here is will add up to six 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 if you you know or some variation of that. Right now, but here's the thing. So again, just a quick recap of Satanism and what it stands for and what it's about is. You are worshiping things that God hates. You look at that, and Rihanna has that new song, Pour It Up, Pour It Up. You heard that song, Courtney? Uh-huh, yeah. You know, I still got my money. Everything is about money. You know, call Jay up and close the deal. Okay, still got my money. Yeah, it's money. She's worshiping money. The song is about money. That is a song worshiping the devil himself. You guys understand that? You guys may say, well, you're reading too much, do too deep into it. No, of course, I mean, you're not going to hear anybody say, oh, still got my devil. No one's going to say, you can't, 
it's you, you know you cannot come out and blatantly say these things, but you have to read between the lines. You have to understand one what the Bible says about you know just people who live for the world. Because if you're not living for Christ, you're living for Satan. So when you look at people who are clearly not living for Christ, you've got to look at the things that they are living for, the things that they put out there. Well, there's a reason why people like Rihanna and people like Beyonce and people like Sierra and Lil Wayne, have you ever noticed everything Lil Wayne raps about is about sex? You know, eating somebody out, doing this, doing that, you know, sucking this, sucking You know, Rihanna, overly sexual. Everything Beyonce comes out with, overly sexual. You understand that? These are things. Jay-Z is like, his whole thing is money. Rick Ross, money and fire and flames and heat this and da-da-da, you know, which is a whole nother. Don't get me started on the Miami Heat, but that's a whole nother show. But there are certain things that people are passionate about worshiping, which are clearly the opposite of the things that God is about. That means they're worshiping the devil. All right? But aside from that, Aside from that, what's going on out here on a large scale is that these people are 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 told to, their handlers basically say, hey, look, if you want to be put into this position, one, first, you're going to show us that you are down with us. You're going to show us that you're loyal. But they, they show this loyalty by throwing up certain hand signals, certain satanic gestures. I think by now you guys should know what those are. The the okay sign, that if you don't know by now that means 666. That sign Beyonce's always throwing up, sign everybody in Hollywood is throwing up. Literally every I have a celebrity 666 email folder. I I started it a couple of years ago. And there are hundreds of the the most well-known celebrities, musicians, politicians, you name it, Courtney. I have a celebrity in my celebrity 666 email folder throwing up that sign. Now watch my email get hacked tomorrow and everything gets wiped out mysteriously. But I'm telling you all now, I have hundreds of celebrities that I've seen on TV, through music videos. You know, anytime somebody posts them, I put it into that folder. Is that not crazy to you, Courtney? Hundreds of celebrities making the same exact gesture. Yeah, and I see it all the time, especially after you pointed it out. It's Everywhere, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you guys see, sometimes I post, I just posted LeBron James throwing up double six six sixes as he was praying. You saw it. It's not a Photoshop. You saw it. I took it right with my phone, with my camera. You know what I mean? Six six six, right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> These dudes are sick, right? But look, so there, so there's that. But then I guess the point that I wanted to make with you guys is that again. It's not just the hand gestures. It's not just the colors. It's not, although the the satanic colors are red, black, white, and silver. It's not a coincidence. Everything you see out here nowadays is, you know, has that color scheme. You'll see these celebrities wearing red shoes, black suits with a hint of red, hint of silver. It's, you know, it's not it's not a coincidence. They're they're showing allegiance to the satanic flag. Um, and you and again, it's not hard to tell. You just turn on your TV, you see it all over. Uh, but and the, the most important thing that they have to do is they have to project themselves as gods, okay? And I'm going to read something from the Bible uh, in regards to what it says about that. It, you know, it, But again, these guys are, you have to say you're a god. You have to portray yourself as a god. That, Kanye West is not a psycho. He's not like an idiot, you know what I'm saying? He is a psycho, but he's not an idiot. He's not just disrespectful, although he is, but he is he's, he's doing what he has to do to be worth $100 million, 200 whatever the heck he's worth. 
Google Kanye West's net worth and see what he what he's worth. But there's a there's a reason you get to that point. You have to project yourself as a god, and the level at which you project yourself to godlike status will determine how successful you become. How how more bl- blasphemous can you be? How more disrespectful can you be? You look at the top of the game, the top of the industry. Well, you got uh, I mean I mean what King James, you know the best basketball player in the world calls himself King James. I do. I mean, King James Bible. I mean, do we really even know, need to go any further than that? Jay Z, most successful, richest rapper in the world. You know, you, you know, Jay Z. Boom. He calls himself Jehovah. Jehovah means God. Beyonce, the most popular entertainer, names herself in her, her album "I Am." You guys already know. Uh, God has says, you know, when you go, tell them that I am sent you. Meaning God, you know, if you know, if you're familiar with the Bible, God calls Himself I Am throughout the Bible. Beyonce calls herself I Am. Kanye West is calling himself Jesus. Obviously, Jesus. You understand? These people are project, projecting themselves as gods. Will I Am? You know, again, Will I Am? It's not just William. It's called himself Will I Am? God. Google Will I Am's net worth. He's one of the most successful entertainers and producers in the entire industry. Are you seeing a pattern here, Courtney? Yeah, it's so crystal clear now. But I'll be honest, like before in the past when I was just like very in the dark about it and when, you know, my relationship with God, with God was a lot different, it went right over my head. I went right along with it like, oh, okay, it's not a big deal, but it's very much so real. Right, right, absolutely. So, and again, guys, this stuff is not like – it's not hard to tell, but if you have a secular, if you have a worldly mentality, a worldly way of thinking, then this stuff will fly right over your head. And not, a lot of people think, oh, it's just entertainers. No, it's not just entertainment. It's politics as well. It's politics as well, guys. Obama, and again, not, you know, I don't even want to go in this direction, but Obama is the king of, of this stuff. He's right along, you know, when you lie down with, 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 with dogs, you wake up with fleas. You know what I'm saying? He, call, I mean, these are his friends. These are his homies. These are his compadres. You understand that? Like, so he himself is passionate about things that God hates. God, Obama will go down in history. Understand, guys, Obama will go down in the history of the United States as the most passionate advocate of gay rights in the history of of all these presidents that we've ever had, there's never been a, pa- a president more passionate and championing gay rights more than Obama. Well, what does uh, God himself say about homosexuality, Courtney? Oh, he can't stand it. It's an abomination. It's an it's an, an abomination. You understand that? An abomination. And so when you, I mean, it's a, it's 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 crazy. It's ludicrous to call yourself a Christian, but to be a champion for something that God calls an abomination. There have been, well, I mean, what are we, 52, 53 presidents? I don't even freaking know how many presidents we've had. And there has, I mean, you know, there's not been one who has been as passionate. Yes, I know we have, this is the United States of America. Everybody's not Christian. I get that. But George Bush didn't even, uh, wasn't passionate about gay rights. Richard, I mean, look, there's never been a president. You can just, you can go with the flow. You can just say, hey, look, there are going to be other fights. In fact, I'd rather, I'd rather you be more passionate about screwing poor people over 
and taking us to war. I'd rather that, you know what I'm saying, than you be passionate about something that God calls an abomination. I'm just saying me personally, you know what I'm saying. But that's just, you know, I'd rather you be greedy than to be a uh, than to be just to be pushing this gay agenda. I don't know, you know, it is what it is. But so back to Jay Z. Okay, Jay Z has the new album coming out. Well, a lot of people are saying, okay, oh, that's a catchy, catchy, uh, you know, title. Understand, guys, nobody in, in today's society does things by chance, okay? This stuff is not, it's all very thought out. These titles, these ideologies, these lyrics, it's its all very much so pre-planned, okay? Magna Carta. The Holy Grail. I mean, if anybody think and knows anything about Jay Z and thinks he just picked that title out of a hat randomly, they're crazy. There's there's something seriously wrong with them. Let's. What is the Magna Carta? Now, you history guys, you should know that. I'll tell you guys though, if you're unfamiliar, the Magna Carta, or as it the actual definition translated means, the Great Charter. Okay, that's Latin. Was a document signed by uh, the K- King John of England in uh uh 1215 okay and in a in a nutshell and this is just you can google this google what is magna carta you know and get your own information but just in a nutshell for the sake of tonight's show it is a a, a charter that sets out you know in in regards to how the kingdom will be governed and and in a nutshell it basically says that no free man can be arrested Imprisoned, thrown off his land, outlawed, thrown out of the country, destroyed, or in any way attacked, except by the legal judgment of his equals or if he has broken the law. It basically sets out the rights of free men of the time and is still used uh, today. Are we familiar with the Magna Carta, Courtney? Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys probably learned that somewhere throughout high school in your in your history class, but I want to talk a little bit about. So I, let's just you know put that off to the side for a second. That's the Magna Carta. Well, what is the Holy Grail? What does that mean? Well, the Holy Grail, as you guys should know, is basically was the chalice used by Christ at the Last Supper. It's, it's a you know it's a holy. It's a it's a cup. It's it's holy. It's sacred. It's what Jesus Christ used to to drink. Uh, if you guys saw, you know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it was basically they were in search of the Holy Grail, right? And so here we have. So let's let's put the let's connect the dots here. Let's bring it all together. Jay Z, who calls himself God, who calls himself Jehovah, Jehovah. Right? He is he has he is God. He views himself as God. So he's saying that as God, this new album I have is the Magna Carta. It is the great document 
this body of work is going to be is going to define an entire generation. It's going to be the blueprint, if you will, as to what shall come forth after me. That's what the Magna Carta did of its time. He is basically calling this new album the Magna Carta, the Great Charter, this great document, okay, that will define how my kingdom will be governed. You guys, what was that other uh, uh, album he had? What was it? Uh, Kingdom Come. What was it? Mm-hmm. I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watch the th- yeah. yeah. Kingdom Kingdom Come. Watch the throne with Kanye West. You guys seeing a freaking pattern here? Watch the throne. Kingdom Come. The Magna Carta. This Jehovah. This guy is calling himself God in everything he does. He says, "After me, there will be none other." You guys ever heard him say that in his, on his albums? He said, "After this, there will, there will be no other." He's saying that he's it. He is God. But Jesus Christ has said that. After me, there will be no other. This guy is a blasphemous bastard. Okay? Anyone who says otherwise is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Anyone who's a Jay-Z fan, after hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, don't call yourself a Christian. Do not. If you want to like Jay-Z, you like Jay-Z. But the Bible clearly says, what did I post this morning, Courtney? You know what I'm saying? You guys saw these scriptures that I posted. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot love God. I'm about to find the exact scripture. What are your thoughts on this, Courtney? While I while I while I scroll down my 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 uh, homepage right here. Yeah, I mean that that's crazy. Just after you gave the explanation of what it meant, because I I hadn't seen the you know commercial for it or anything, but it it makes so much sense. Like now that you say it, and it's not. A coincidence at all Like you can never sit there and say um, You know Jay-Z Isn't you know worshipping Satan Everything he does shows that It displays that Like you that's a mockery of Jesus Christ Of God And it is I don't know it's it's real out here That's all I gotta say It's real Shout out to my man Steve 43 presidents out here You know what I'm saying He's, He's on it but you know what I'm saying, and that's just what it, what it is, guys. You know, let me read y'all something. Let me read you guys something right here. This is from First Corinthians ten twenty one, and this is what I posted thirteen hours ago, as my Facebook page indicates. Ye cannot drinketh the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot partake. Of the Lord's table and of the devil's. First Corinthians ten twenty one. You can't do both. You cannot like Jay Z and call yourself a Christian. You cannot like Beyonce and call yourself a Christian. You cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and of the cup of the devil. How can you do both? You cannot serve two masters. I mean, how many scriptures do there need to be in the Bible that that say the same exact thing? Yet, how many of us? And I was one of them at one time. You know, was trying to live both. Going to the club Saturday night, going to church Sunday morning. I'm, you know, I'm no better, guys. I'm no, I'm no, like I said, I'm not, I don't talk down to people. I don't, you know, put myself. I was the same way. I've been in church drunk before, hung over before, had sex, and then got up and went to church the next day. You understand that? I, I've lived the better part of my 20s living life for, uh, for, for, the, for uh, the world. And trying to live for God. This psycho, this this hating bastard that, that likes to stalk my page, I won't put his name out there, 
But he said that he doesn't. I shouldn't try to portray. I hope he's listening. I shouldn't try to portray myself as something I'm not. He wanted to bring up things that I did in college. Well, listen, guys. Listen, I'm a real guy. I don't hide a, a darn thing. You understand that? I was a bastard in college. I was a sinful whoremonger throughout my twenties and in college. You understand that? I'm no better. But the the trick is, I've changed my life, and I'm not the same person that I was. 15 years ago, and I'm definitely not even the same person I was two years ago. So it's all about being honest. It's not about fake. It's not about a gimmick. It's about, hey, this is where I was, but this is where I am now. But the key is you've got to make a choice. You, gotta, you, can't, so you can't drink of the cup of the Lord and of the cup of devils. This is deep stuff out here. Courtney, you notice you, you, you have the same testimony. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely live both, tried to live, I'll say, because I didn't live both because I was clearly for the world But at one point. But, yeah, I did live, um, you know, trying to do both things, you know, drinking a lot and then trying to go to church, um, just doing a lot of stuff, watching porn and then trying to go to church. You know, I was just going just this back and forth and back and forth. And it's crazy that you said that um, someone, you know, uh, you know, hit you up and try to bring up your past. That's what people do, you know, that are still living there. It's like they want to remind you of who you used to be, but when you change and when God delivers you, none of that stuff matters because you are a new creature, you know. And I, I just think it's amazing what God has done for the both of us. Right, absolutely. So, you know, listen, and see, you can always tell people who listen to the show and people who don't, because I, you know, I don't hide anything. I keep, I'm known for my realness. I don't try to act like I'm some biblical scholar, like I'm some type of saint. Like, I'm just like you guys. I'm just a real guy who gives real advice. I don't say I'm a relationship expert. I'm this and I'm that. I'm a relationship counselor. I give real advice from a biblical perspective. That's who I am. That's what I do. You understand? That's it. No more, no less. You understand that? Now, but back to Jay-Z. So, and I want to, you know, we're going to keep it moving, but I, I did want to take some time to tell you what the Magna Carta was, what the Holy Grail is. You have someone saying that, hey, look, this is going to be the official document of the times, and I'm going to put it on that level because I, I sip from the Holy Grail. This is the equivalent. This album is a great document. It's a great charter. And it's deeper than that. I'm about to get into exactly how deep it goes. But the, the Holy Grail is as holy as it gets. Okay? But let's dig a little bit deeper if we can for a second. Because it's a lot. it would be easy just to move on and say, okay, so that's what he's talking about. But because God has given me this gift of discernment, you really got to look deeply and closely to know what this, what he's really saying, what his mindset is like. Because I see right through these these guys. What he's saying here with the Magna Carta, well, what, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, not, uh, whoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Well, Jay-Z has many YouTube videos and clips and lyrics saying, hey, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in, in the Bible. I never even read that S-H-I-T. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing. What he's saying is that the Bible is now negated because this new charter is what's in effect. The Bible says that if you don't believe what we believe, if you don't follow Jesus Christ, well, you will be banished into the eternal lake of fire. You will have, you will spend eternity in hell. If you worship uh, idols and, and different things like that, you know, in fact, it says right here in Nahum 1, 
two, it says that God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. Jay-Z's a bold guy. You're a bold guy, man, to, to, hear, to see that and to understand that God will have revenge on his adversaries and his wrath will be specifically reserved for his enemies. And here you have Kanye West calling himself Jesus, Beyonce calling herself I Am, and Jay-Z calling himself Jehovah. If that's not an enemy, if that doesn't make them adversaries, I don't know what is. It says right here he's jealous and you will, you, he is furious. And he will take vengeance on his adversaries. I promise you, y'all do not want any parts of that. A storm is coming, a war is coming where you're going to be forced to take sides. And if you're trying to straddle the fence, you too will face the Lord's wrath and face his vengeance. That's, that's scary. Very few things, if any, scare me. But that scares me. I would not want to be on the wrong side of God's wrath. Would you? No. That's scary. That's scary stuff. And if you guys aren't scared by that, there's something wrong. But here, but listen, but look, really look closely, guys. What it's saying here again, the Magna Carta says that you cannot be arrested, you can't be imprisoned, you can't be thrown off his land, you can't be outlawed or thrown out of the country, you can't be destroyed, and you can't be attacked except by legal judgment of his equals. If he has broken the law, I promise you guys, if you think I'm reaching, I'll pray for you because I'm not reaching. And this is exactly what his, where his mind is. I can promise you that. Okay? Jay-Z is saying and he's thinking and he's trying to rationalize and justify within his own spirit that, look, I don't have to follow you, God. I don't have to do what you do. You can't arrest me. You can't throw me out of here. You can't banish me to the eternal lake of fire because I am loved by my peers, I am loved by the world, and I have not broken any laws. You understand that? So you can't do that to me. But what God, what, what, what Jay-Z does not understand, what the rest of these satanic bastards do not understand, is that God absolutely can banish you, and the scripture is what it is, and it says what it says. That ladies and gentlemen, is why Jay-Z is calling this the great document, because he is saying, I am God, and God's word that we refer to as the Bible is no longer valid. There were laws in place in 1215 that were different from what the Magna Carta said. That was the new document, the great charter, that changed the whole way of life for people over there. And that is what Jay-Z is trying to do. That is the message he's trying to send with this new album, which is exactly why he's calling it the Magna Carta, but he's also elevating it to the Holy Grail status, which is as, as holy as you can get. Guys, follow me out there. Research this stuff. But more importantly, pray about what I'm saying. Ask God for discernment the way I have, and I promise you, you will see things very clearly. Any thoughts on that before we keep it moving, Courtney? I'm just sitting here like, wow. Like that, he took it to another level. It was like, I'm like almost speechless. And I don't know what he is thinking because the world is not going to save him, you know, come judgment day. So he can say all he wants to, but, you know, he definitely will regret that. 
people think this is this stuff is just lyrics, it's just entertainment, it's no big deal. These guys are not on some let's just make a catchy song with a catchy beat. These guys are making political, religious, spiritual statements with just about every song that they make. Every movie that's made in today's society, every blockbuster has specific religious and spiritual implications and, and it's their statements these television shows like lost i can't wait to finish out i just started season six that that was one of the most successful shows of all time all of these shows that are being made all of these movies that are being made they have messages guys they have according to you just watching lost it's a you see the the battle between good and evil between the island and and, and just you know what i'm saying the passing judgment and jacob it's like do you see where this is going yeah definitely yeah you, you guys got to read between the lines these these world war z and when i can't wait till osho gets here we're going to talk about you know did you guys let me just ask you a quick question okay and this is such good stuff man i'm so happy we're talking about this because we can talk about so much we got time for this, this can be a three-hour show if we want it to be we got time to talk about all types of stuff but this is this is important right here okay have you guys noticed that well first of all have you not have you noticed but did you know that in the old testament you know you guys know Lucifer was at one time an angel but he got jealous and he wanted to be like God so he was cast out of heaven right but did you also know that there were other angels evil angels who followed Satan and were also cast out who came to earth and had sex with humans and made made did you did, and reproduced did you know that Courtney Now see I didn't know that part the last part wow I didn't know that See see that, that you guys got to read Genesis and you really got to see that's where the importance of reading the Bible and again this is stuff that I wasn't even familiar with, but this is these are this is this really happened. Like this is in the Bible, and we'll talk specifically about what scriptures, what the Bible says. There are see, I don't want to give too much stuff away because we're going to do a whole show on it. But just a little preview: the fact that so many fallen angels, okay, reproduced with with humans. They recently had a, a movie, but you guys ever noticed? Then why the heck are there so many movies about aliens and vampires and zombies and the undead having sex with humans and falling in love with humans? What's one of the most successful love stories of all time, Courtney, that deals with uh, that? You, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Twilight. Twilight. Oh, see, I wasn't a Twilight fan. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight is one of the most, if not the most, it's probably the most successful love story genre, uh, you know, movie-based genre of all time. Okay? You, certainly if you add up all, all three or four of them, whatever. You understand that? There's a reason why you see so many zombies and vampires and aliens and the undead falling in love and reproducing. What the heck happened in Twilight? A vampire had sex with Bella... Right? And had a a demonic baby. I mean, you guys did you know that straight from the Bible, right? And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. That's where a lot of these demons are. That's that's uh yeah, let me stop right there. We're gonna do a whole <laughs> show on it. But but that's why I'm saying read your Bibles if you think I'm making this stuff up. Read Genesis, read Leviticus. 
and read the, the lost book of Enoch that speaks specifically about the result of these, 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 these uh, demonic angels reproducing with the people of the land. <laughs> Look, this is crazy stuff right here, man. We'll, we'll take some calls tonight. We'll keep, this is Advice Monday, or not Advice Mondays, but an Advice Edition, Ask Data on Advice Edition of the Data on Tolbert Show, where we're gonna we're just talking about whatever you, but you guys, I wasn't even going to speak about this for too long, but y'all really wanted me to touch on everybody was saying, yo, you're going to talk about Jay-Z? No, you want to talk about, well, yeah, I've talked about it. You know what I mean? Pass this along. Stop being afraid to share these links. Stop being afraid to learn something. Stop being afraid to talk about stuff that other people aren't talking about. You know what I mean? It's okay to update your status saying I'm listening to the Day Down Tober Show. Yo, he's keeping That's okay. God won't be mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Trust me on that. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? Let's uh we'll take some calls. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad and uh you know, we can we can take some calls. Let's let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's switch it up. Can we talk about love and hip hop a little bit, Courtney? <laughs> yeah. Can, you want you wanna do that? I wanna yeah, talk a can. little bit about love yeah, I wanna talk a little bit we we do a lot of talking about these reality shows. Not so much because they're like these great shows and you know, we're passionate about watching but but more so because it actually is reality. You know, there is a lot of uh there's a lot of good lessons to be learned from watching these shows, specifically about what not to do, how to not carry yourself, what the what it means to be emotionally unavailable, what it means to be depressed and to have a chip on your shoulder and to be dating multiple men at the same time, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we'll talk more about that. Let's go to the phone lines, though. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. I see a call from the three eight six area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert show. Yes, hello, Data on. This is Andrea calling from Florida. How you doing? Oh, good. How are you? Good, you and Courtney. Um, yes, your show your show is a blessing. I'm sorry I had to pull you back to Jay Z for really quick. I'm sorry you going into love and hip hop. Oh, no. That's that's okay. We'll, we'll talk about Jay Z all night. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but love and hip hop also falls under that same category, whether it be the South or New York. Um, the thing I want to bring up is people need to do their research and their knowledge about everything that's going on. It's no coincidence that Kanye is doing what he's doing. It's no coincidence that Lil Wayne is disrespecting the flag. Um, it's no coincidence. All of this is there's no coincidence. It's no accident. It's all planned, like you said. And look up the Black Boule. That's a group that they fall under as well, like Jay-Z, Beyonce, all of them. Will Smith, they fall under the black boule. Another thing, um, Jay-Z wrote in his line, um, New York, New York, with um, Alicia Keys. And he said, said he said something about it starts when the church ends or something like that. Life, life You know, Jesus can't save you. And then, then he talked about the church and all that. People jumped on him. And, it, you know, it changes. It, he changed his rhyme. But what bothers me, I never liked Jay-Z anyway. But the thing about him is that I listened to him one time. And he did, he did like, a little documentary. And I, I got to see if I could find it on YouTube. And he says, I've never picked up a Bible. 
I never picked up the Bible. I never read the Word of God, but how he just started uh, rhyming scriptures. I'm like, well, how do you how do you not know God? But you're naming, you know, all your albums. You know, Kanye's following you. That's your protege. Uh, how do y'all not know these things? I, I, you know, and you got a, you have a wife that was supposedly brought up in the church. How do you not, how, how can you not live on this earth and not open the Bible, but you want to call yourself Jehovah with a small J and God with a small G? You know, like my pastor said, Pastor Jim Raley, when Jesus was tempted on the mount, you know, when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he rejected Satan, everything that Satan was trying to give, you know, to Jesus. The only thing this is, is Satan um, offering Beyonce, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, all of the superstars, superstars LeBron James, everything of this world. You know, and I can't. And I can't wait till judgment because, um, you know, (laughs) I can't, you know, even God is like this. Even going to follow him or you're not going to follow him, you know? Let me do this. And and, and people need to. Let let me, not to cut you off. Let me, just because we, I want to, I want to keep us on track, but listen, you are, I appreciate the call. Let me just say, we need more people like you to call in and not be afraid and to speak the truth publicly, not being afraid, not being intimidated. I thank you for listening. I appreciate your your insight because the reason why I wanted to stop you also is because you actually touched on something that I wanted to I want to piggyback off you. Courtney, real quick, any thoughts on our callers? Uh, excellent comments. I'm sorry, Courtney, go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, I was going to say I loved um, her comments. Like, she gave a lot of great insight. And I'm glad what made me happy was the fact that she gets it and she understands what is going on. And she was able to shed light on that to others that, you know, may have just been, you know, uh, listening in just now, you know, who may have been ignorant to what was going on. So I thank her for that. Absolutely. Classic, classic comments. Here's the thing, guys, and what she was talking about is what we did a whole show a couple of months ago on when, when Beyonce came out with that song, Bow Down. One of my highest rated shows of all time is when we did kind of what we're doing today. We did that about Beyonce's song. Google Bow Down on the Data October show where we dissected. Again, she wants you to think she's talking about her 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 peers and the haters and the you know the people that she doesn't get along with and the people who don't you know all that it's not it's not about that she's not talking to them she's saying the same way satan offered jesus christ when he was fasting the riches of the world all you have to do is bow down before me those words are specifically used in the bible in that same exact context Anyone who thinks that Beyonce is, that's what she wants you to think she's talking about, is is nothing, is worldly stuff. But she's making a direct reference to, hey, look, bow down to me. If you want fame, if you want riches, if you want to do these things, look, I am God. You bow down to me. That's the same thing that Satan offered Jesus. She's saying that he wasn't uh, smart enough to take it. But look, if you, I can, she's saying I can give you those things. So you bow, bow down, bitches, bow down like that. She's telling the same thing Satan said to Jesus. She's saying the same thing to you guys. 
That's I mean that's if you can't see that, I don't know what else to tell you. You know? And so that's that's what that's what's going on. But yeah, um it's great to see how other people see this. What we're speaking is the word of God. This is this the every nothing is funny, man. People say, Well, I don't like you, they don't or this and that but they listen to this show and they never are quite as church mouse mouse or mice when we do shows like this, because there's not a person who can call in and debate the word of God. It's real easy to say stuff on Facebook, but these phones, you know me, I take all calls. You will never find anyone calling in when we do shows like this, because they know it takes a very bold person to go up directly against the word of God. But let us start talking about some other stuff. That's when, you know, but yeah, I mean, Courtney, you've noticed that, right? Yeah, definitely. The haters will never hear. All those faces. Right, all those Facebook haters, the psychos, the people who want to pop out the world. You think they don't listen to this show? You know what I'm saying? You think they're not listening right now, the psychos who the lurkers, you know, the others? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? They're listening. They are, they are not, they're sitting up there with their freaking laptops listening, mad as crap, but won't say anything. And that's because the Bible says when a man's ways pleases the uh, the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. That's why these phone lines are silent. Because you think God isn't pleased with this show? You think he's not, he has a problem? He doesn't have a problem with us exposing the truth, talking, calling people out. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why our enemies are at peace. <laughs> this is crazy stuff, right? This is fun stuff. The Bible says to delight yourself in the Lord. I got a big smile on my face right now because I am delighting myself in in the Lord in in educating from a biblical perspective. That's why I love doing this show. All right, guys, let's keep it moving though. It's fun stuff. Let me read. Matter of fact, let me read something. A young woman wrote in about this. She said, "They don't." I just want to say thank you for all your information about the music industry. I know for a fact that people are able to sell their soul. In fact, I was even approached by the devil in my sleep, and he offered me everything that I wanted in life. Not even fame and fortune, but just happiness. At that moment, I wanted to accept it and have it, but a small voice inside me told me no. I knew right then and there that something was trying to take my soul, and I pray that people wake up and see this, because I know for a fact that the devil tried to take me, and he comes to you at your lowest point and shows you what he claims he can give you. I hope no one falls for this uh, happiness it uh it, it was she says it's not worth your soul and turning your back on God. And I can let me just listen, I don't talk a lot about this, but the same thing that this young woman said, that same thing happened to me. Okay, I promise you it was a couple years ago. And I don't even like talking, I don't even want to give the devil any type of uh you know, credence, but literally, and I know other people, you know, have experienced similar things. That's how it goes. He comes to you. It's not like you say, okay, God or devil, I want to, I love you and I want to sell my soul to you. No, let's just, how do I, where do I sign? No, it's, he comes to you and gives you dreams. He shows you a certain lifestyle that you can live. Uh, he, he builds upon a desire that's already there. See, I had that desire. I had the desire for fame and fortune and riches. There was a time where I, I had every publicist in this country trying to get their celebrities uh, on my show. I still get occasional 
you know, publicists reaching out saying, oh, hey, I got so-and-so, NeNe Leakes, uh, you know, Drew Hill, Jagged Edge, the OJs. I mean, look at all the celebrities that we've actually had on this show. You understand? Every author you can think of has been on this show. There was a time where I wanted to be. Every, you guys, you remember Mo, the Monique show? You know, other shows like uh, Monique and, you know, even the Magic Johnson show. From back. A lot of those guests, a lot of those publics, I was, we, those same guests. When Monique was on, I used to have, a, like, her exact guest here on this show. It's all in the archives. But there, I had to, and I was, I was, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted that life, but... So, and there was a time when the devil said, well, look, I'll give it to you. I'll take you to that next level. You understand that, guys? I, you think I'm making – this is real-life stuff. But I said, no, you know what? And I achieved a certain level of peace, which I have now. And it's unspeakable. It is unlike anything I've ever had. I have my daughter. I have my wife. I have my career. I have this show. I got a nice amount of money in the bank. I drive the car. Like I have what I want. And so that's that that piece. See, see, the thing about it is the problem with that that lifestyle is that you are never well. Not only the fact that you you know you you will spend eternity in hell, you will face God's wrath and God's vengeance. Aside from that, you will you will always have that burning desire to have more. So it's an it's an insatiable. Like if you notice, Jay Z is practically a billionaire worth five hundred million dollars right now. This guy is still out there. You know, with that with that hunger, Beyonce, almost these guys are a bill, worth a billion dollars together, but they are not satisfied. They're still doing more things. They're still trying to attain more riches, and that 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 hunger is never that it will never be quenched. That thirst it will never be quenched, never be satiated. It's deep, and so I'm just telling you, I can relate to this stuff. So, and many of you most likely can as well. And so what I'm just telling you there, though, that is that there is peace in 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 God. You know, when you are actually in God's will, when you're living in the world, there will never be peace. You know, but and you know that, Courtney. Now that you've changed your life, explain the peace that you feel. It's amazing. It's it's so amazing. I don't experience any, you know, type of drama or anything. I just feel good because I know that. I am, you know, living the way that God would like me to, whereas before, you know, when I was, you know, doing all the wrong things, drinking, having sex and all that stuff, and I just wasn't living in his will, I was the most depressed. Um, I was just, I didn't know what was going to happen next. My life was just very unpredictable. And it was just, it was a bad place to be um, and unstable, you know, and so it's so good. Wait, having sex? You told me you were a virgin. That's how you became the coach. You told me you were you, sex. No, I no, I never said that. I said I had two partners. <laughs> see, no, see, this is this is why <laughs> I can't stand you because you try to play me every night on the show, but it's okay. It's okay. My bad, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> I'm just messing. Y'all know I had to lighten it up a little bit, a little bit Messed of comic up a serious moment. Yeah, I know. You know, but see, look, guys. Like I said, I don't even listen. This is. We will talk about these issues till the cows come home because nobody else is doing it. And so we will do that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we want to talk about some other things. We, You know, we've made our point. I don't want to beat a dead horse. You guys know what it is. You know what's going on around you by now. You see the 666s. You see the colors. You see the demonic, um, you know, songs 
praising money, praising sex, praising money, power, fame. These are all things that people in the world aspire to achieve. You know, so so it is. I mean, I, it's weird. It's like I wonder, like, what do people expect? Do they expect people to make songs basically saying, oh, I love the devil? No. They're going to make songs. They're going to make movies, TV shows that, that worship and, and glorify things that God hates. Okay? This world, homosexuality, this gay agenda, it's right in your face. It's It's change. That is the change that Obama was referring to, a change in how how we used to see things, how we used to do things. There, if you guys haven't seen the change over the last eight years, if no other in in no other area, just look at this. I mean, this gay lifestyle. This what this is all brand new. <laughs> this is all brand new. The new normal. You didn't see the this gay lifestyle like you did before Obama. This is all him. I mean, these homosexuals, these DL guys, they're coming out of the woodworks because Obama has made it cool. Not just has he made it okay, but he's made it cool to be gay. You understand that? I mean, and it will never be cool. It will never be okay. It will always be an abomination. Google homosexuality on the Dayton Tolbert Show and read exactly why or listen to us discuss exactly why God destroyed the the, the world with a flood in, in the story of Noah's Ark. It was because of sin. It was because of homosexuality. Listen to the show where we broke down line by line, verse by verse, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, why God destroyed it, specifically because of homosexuality. And you guys want to act like it's okay. When God destroyed entire towns, the entire world was destroyed for these same exact reasons. The world today is more messed up than it was at the time of the flood, at the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's more jacked up now than it was then. And look what God did then. <laughs> and people want to support this stuff. That's crazy to me. It says you will face God's vengeance and his wrath. And people will still let you. Let me post something about Obama right now. I get my page will be flooded with hate mail. And, I, and, and although he is doing stuff that will cause people specifically to face God's wrath, Obama himself, based on the word of God, will face God's wrath. And people, you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying. People don't want to hear that, though, do they? they they're finally like, okay, we're following you, okay, you cool, they are, okay. Whoa, you do, oh, Obama, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Hold on there, buddy. We we were cool for the last hour and fifteen minutes. You talking about Jay Z and you okay? You know, I got that, but you you can't talk about no Obama. Don't bring up no Michelle. But oh yeah, we're gonna bring up the Obamas. Google Obama in the throne of Satan, and what his inaugural platform looked like, and what the design resembled. The throne of Satan. Just Google throne of Satan on the in Obama, and just see what comes up. And research that, and then tell me if you guys still support Obama. But anyway, I want to—I do—I w- I do want to talk about love and hip hop. I would like to. Um, I want to specifically talk—they're all psychos. And if you guys have not already, look, don't be a psycho and buy your T-shirts. Okay, get your get the tank top, wear it, give it away. It's 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 nice. It's cute. It's sexy. Get it. Nineteen ninety nine free shipping anywhere in the world. TRCToday.com. Um, 
But what, what do you think about Mimi, Courtney? Do you see the whole foolishness with her and the whole <laughs> Rolex and, and dating Nico? I don't even care about the Rolex. But let me just let me just introduce this, and I want to hear what you have to say about that. The, it's forget the Rolex. We'll talk about that. But the concept of emotional unavailability, guys, is you would have Mimi's face right there next to it in the dictionary, specifically because she is clearly emotionally affected by the way Stevie J has treated her. She just said, he, you hurt me. I don't think he knows how much he hurt me and all that, da 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 You know, he used her and abused her and played with her heart her emotions. She's still in love with him. Clearly, that's obvious to anybody who watches this show, right? But she has now moved on and is now having sex with someone who clearly does not care about her, clearly sees no future with her, but enjoys having sex with her and enjoys using her for this platform that he has now developed for himself. I didn't know who Aniko was before Love and Hip Hop, but now that he's having sex with Mimi, now he has a storyline on the number one rated show in the black community. What do you think about that particular situation, Courtney? Oh, gosh. With Mimi, she's just, um, she's a mess. Like it's and they it's this constant back and forth. It's like you know, one moment she's feeling Stevie, the next moment she's not, and it's just he's playing games. I shouldn't say playing games with her because he clearly doesn't, you know, want her, but he doesn't want her to have anybody else. So, and this is what a lot of women can relate to dealing with a bad man, and then you know he messes up or whatever, and then he'll do just like Stevie did. What did he do? He bought her a car you know, to make things right. That's what a lot of men may do. They may buy you a present or something like that, and then you're right back in. And that's kind of where she is. And then aside from that, she's dealing with a man who I believe is clearly gay. Like, she's attracting all of these non-elite men. And she, one thing I do, what I will say about her that she has not done is really just taking time to really heal. Like, it's always, she always has to be dealing with somebody um, in some in some way, and that's not the way to go. Right, and you guys have heard me say on a number of occasions that any time you're in an emotionally unavailable state, you will only be found and will specifically attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. Well, just look at the show. Look at what Stevie J is. Look, and, and, and if see, a lot of people, they think erroneously that her issues began with Stevie J. No, her issues go way, 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 way back before Stevie J, which is why she attracted Stevie J. If you guys remember, she had serious issues with her childhood, with her father not being around, with her parents going through what they went through. These are things that she said. So these are issues that she has not ever dealt with and healed from, which is why she is attracting the Nikos of the world. The Stevie J's of the world, and who else knows who else she's dealing with that they don't even show on the show? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that she has to cut off and then deal with the actual issues that exist. That anger is disgusting. I promise, look, guys, I, I watched a lot of TV. I, you know, I've been out here in the world, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a woman. Like, you guys used to watch, we used to talk about Tammy Roman on basketball and how horrible her attitude was. Mimi takes it to a whole nother level. Like, she has the worst attitude, personality of any woman I've ever seen in my life. 
I'm just be I'm not just saying that because I I'm just being I've never seen anything like that. Like she is she looks like a man, she talks like a man, she acts like a man, she cusses like a man. Like everything about her is just disgusting. And and it's it's I that same anger that I see in Mimi that you guys see in Mimi. I also see that in many women out here. That's what a lot of these black men are seeing out here is that anger. That anger that really isn't toward that anger. She's not mad at Stevie J. She's not mad at Nico. You can tell that's just they're just the recipients of it. Her anger goes way far, far back than that. That same anger, does that look familiar? That same anger that we see in Mimi is the same anger we see in Chrissy from from Love and Hip Hop New York and, and the the Mr. and Mrs. Jones whatever the heck it is. Uh we see that same type of anger in Evelyn. We see that same type of anger in Jocelyn. We see that same type of anger in K. Michelle. I mean, who else? I mean, these th- that same anger, it all comes from the same place. If you watch these shows, you know their history. You know that they all grew up without fathers. In fact, fathers that treated them in a piss-poor ex- uh, piss manner. And that's where the anger comes from. That's why she was fighting everybody, cussing people, I'm a bad bitch. Like, ew, you dirty chick. Like, who talks like that? <laughs> it's disgusting. My wife doesn't talk like that. Courtney doesn't talk like that. Why? Because they're not miserable individuals. That anger is not normal. It's not healthy. And so you've got, and if you can relate to that, I mean, I see women, oh, yeah, I respect Mimi, I respect K. Michelle, they're bad bitches, they're real, like, no, they're depressed, they are miserable, they're not happy, they can't say five words without crying, that's, so, so you gotta let that anger go. Now, aside from that, I was watching the show, and, you know, she is just, aside from the anger, she's a game player. I mean, this is. I mean, let's just look. I mean, she's a hoe. She's a game player. She's selfish and materialistic and manipulative because she supposedly moved on, doesn't want to have anything to do with Stevie J. Claims to really care about this guy Nico. Now we all know where that's going, but let's just say she really cares about him and he cares about her. And let's just say hypothetically they could have some type of future together, which we all know is clearly hypothetical, uh, but. She is in a situation where she's playing with his emotions because she knows she's still in love with Stevie J. She met with Stevie J. She's flirting with Stevie J. She even went back to her girlfriends and said, yo, I, you know, I'm really kind of feeling Stevie J again. He's being Mr. Nice Guy. She allows him to buy her a car. Not only does she allow him to buy her a car and she accepts the car, but she invites him. This is the ultimate disrespect. Nico is having, and I'm not, you know, saying I feel sorry for him because he's a clown for even dealing with her to begin with, knowing her situation. But it's disrespectful if he's having a a, a a video release party. Why would you invite your ex, who you know you still have feelings for, and is actively trying to get back with you, or do whatever it is he's trying to do? Why would he do that? Why would knowing that? Why would she invite him to Nico's party? I mean, that's that's just re- and she knew she was wrong because she told all her girlfriends, "Oh yeah, I know I'm wrong. I'm, hey, but so what? I'm just gonna go ahead and do it." Da 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 da. That's disrespectful. Did you see? I mean, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, I saw that. It was almost as if she was trying to make Nico jealous or make him feel like, you know, she's this great woman because her ex still wants her and, oh, he bought her this car. So, And it really just trying to rub it in her face because of that whole watch situation. It was just silly, of course, and it was childish, yeah, and it, it was just very um, unnecessary. And the funny part was when he, um, Nico, uh, after, you know, Stevie bought her the car and everything and left out, Nico actually, you know, called her out on it or at least tried to. And I think at that point she got mad and, you know, her friend um, Arian had to escort her out. It was just so ridiculous as if, as if she didn't know what she was doing. Like it wasn't wrong. Listen, guys, I've I've watched – you know me. I we, we I watch these shows. We talk about these shows. We use them as teaching uh, tools. I've never seen anything more ridiculous in reality tev- television than what we saw on Monday night. That was as ridiculous as it gets. Like that from start to finish. Everything. I, I was just like my wife and I were just looking like like with our. And you know me. I, this is what I do. I do. I deal with these situations for a living in real life. And I'm just watching, like, yo, this is crazy. Like, the level of emotional unavailability, the level of just psychotic behavior, like, the disrespect was just all, like, magnified. Now, K. Michelle, you know, and first of all, let me just say, the the way, ne- I was talking to my homie about this, the way Nico handled this situation, yeah, he could have fought Stevie J, yeah, I mean, in that regard, I guess he handled it better than it, you know, it could have gone worse. But he's a clown. Like, why would you deal with a woman? I mean, I don't even know who's a bigger clown. Stevie J, for trying to get a woman back, and I said this on Facebook, you tr- you know she's been letting this dude smash it off. She's been doing all types of stuff with Nico, getting smutted out every Friday night or every night for that matter. How You know what I'm saying? Why would you even want someone like that back? You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and there's not an elite man on the planet who would even consider taking a woman back who was going out and doing these things. Yes, he was out having sex with Johnson. Hey, that's fine. It is what it is. But it it doesn't matter if he was wrong for that. It doesn't matter. He's not going to take Mimi back. That's what y'all ladies have to understand. Things are not equal. Things will not be equal. There are things that you may choose to accept that men will never accept. Mimi, hey, she knew he was smashing off Stevie J. Or, excuse me, she knew Stevie J was smashing off Jocelyn. And she chose to take him back on a number of occasions. That's her decision. I don't know too many men who will take a woman back after she's been letting another dude hit it. I I, I know I wouldn't do that. I don't really associate with anybody who would do those things. That's ludicrous to me. Okay, So, so there's that. Now, K. Michelle, okay, and these are, understand, guys, I, I, you know, there are a lot of women out here like K. Michelle. I counsel many of them. You guys got to let that anger go. She's another one with the daddy issues, with the severe anger in, uh, inside of her. But I've never seen anything on the level of <laughs> them playing the disc record at the club, she fighting the chick, then they're af- outside the club laughing it up. <laughs> Like, was that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? Yeah, they were like BFFs after she tried to fight her. It was weird. And then, wait, K. Michelle was like, yeah, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. But didn't you just try to fight her? So what are you talking about you're not mad at her? It, that was a crazy scene. It, it's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But And I forgot, the Rolex. 
listen, guys, we talk a lot about, there was a time, you guys remember Gerald Howard, the old co-host of this show. One of the times we were doing a Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, and I know many of you are familiar with the new the new barbershop. Go back into the archives and listen to some of the old barbershops, the, uh, the original all-star edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays with me, Gerald Howard, Dre, you know what I'm saying, Virgil, like those guys, classic, classic shows. Okay, now those in, in on one of those shows we asked everybody, hey, look, what what's the worst quality or characteristic a woman can bring to the table? And the thing we all gave our opinions, but Gerald brought to the table. He said, look, I absolutely can't stand a selfish woman, okay, a materialistic woman. And I said, wow, I feel you on that. And we all you know co-signed that. Here's the thing. Now, obviously, Nico decided that he wanted to give Mimi a Rolex and give her a watch. I mean, that Rolexes are not cheap. Now, we're, I know it was fake. We'll talk about that. But <laughs> let's just say, for argument's sake, that it was a real Rolex. The, the, the most inexpensive Rolex that's real is is around $2,500, okay, minimum. All right, that's – so let's just assuming that it was real – I mean that's you know that's not a, a cheap thing. It's it's a Rolex, and so the fact that if he had a, a twenty thousand dollar Rolex on, but he got her a twenty five hundred dollar Rolex, the fact that she would not just accept it and say, okay, wow, you didn't have to buy me anything, you could, but you took time out of your day, you took money out of your account and decided to spend this on me. That's money you could have spent somewhere else. She's gonna. Cl- like be mad about the fact that it didn't have diamonds in it. I mean, who does that? That is the epitome of of having a horrible attitude, a horrible personality, a horrible mentality. And any woman listening should see that and say, "Wow, like if I am anything like her, I need to do a total like makeover in my in my life. I need to just change my life." Okay? What I mean, now obviously the Rolex was fake. And he's a clown for buying her a fake Rolex. Everybody, I told my wife, I said, look, everybody should know Rolexes do not tick. Okay, Rolexes are known for being mechanical. They, they're they're like engines. They just go around. It's you know motorized. That's how Rolexes go. If you see, if somebody has a Rolex that goes that ticks like a normal watch, tick 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 tick, it's fake. Okay, FYI, a lot of you know that, some of you don't. So that's why Stevie J was like, wait a minute, it's ticking, it's fake. And if you notice, Courtney, you notice Nico did not deny that it was fake. And he sure didn't. You, <laughs> he didn't. Repeat that? He didn't deny uh-huh. it at all because he knew, he knew it was fake. So he just exposed himself as a clown. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's, just, the whole show is, is just ridiculous. But I, want you, I don't want you to, like a lot of people say, well, I don't watch it. No, I'm telling you, watch it. Watch it, because there are lessons to be learned from it. And you know, we will talk about this stuff. We will analyze this stuff. We don't just talk about it to glorify it. We will talk about this stuff for what it is, as foolishness. But hopefully you can learn from it and see the real reason. See, because the vast majority of single black women out here are like K. Michelle, are like Mimi, are like Chrissy, are like these, these psychos out here. There is a very, very, very small percentage of great classy Proverbs 31 virtuous women, which we'll talk about in one of our next live shows. That's the minority. The vast majority of women out here are hoes, are selfish. Now, to be fair, we got to be honest. 
the vast majority of men out here are just like Stevie J. They're just like Nico. Niggas on the DL, players, liars, dogs, cheaters. So understand, if your faith is not where it needs to be, you got to get that faith up because you're just going to be attracted by or be or attract, you know, the men sent from Satan to destroy you. Because to be found by an elite man to find a truly virtuous woman is a blessing. Well, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. So if you're not pleasing him, how can you be blessed by him? You can't be. So that's the whole thing. If you know you're living life in the world and you can't, you're not, you're not living life with faith. You, you, you have trust issues. You don't believe that God can do what He said He's going to do. Well, that's why you, you're attracting the, the men that you've been attracting. And a big part of my private counseling and what Courtney does privately through counseling is we work on building the spiritual connection so that the faith can be where it needs to be, so that you can be blessed with love. All right. Any, any, anything else? Anything we left out about? Uh, Stevie J and Mimi and these psychos. What I just wanted to add um, to that, I don't know if you didn't say that already, was just that, you know, these guys just, um, you know, just jumping through hoops for her. Like, it's it's really ridiculous, like, how much they go through. What Stevie puts on this, like, nice suit and gives her this nice car. and, And it's sad because... You know, like you said, it's a lot of men out here like that. And when you give women the impression that, you know, you're looking for more knowing that you're not, like that adds to her attitude. That's why she's feeling herself so much as she is. That's why she had an attitude about, you know, the fake Rolex, like not having diamonds on it because, you know, she feels like she deserves that. Well, the reason she feels like she deserves it is really because, I mean, of course, issues from childhood, but on top of that, these men are, like, gassing her up and making her feel like, you know, she's the best thing since sliced bread, and men have to stop doing that. Stop doing that. Stop blowing these chicks' heads up. That's what y'all gotta y'all gotta stop. I hate, I hate these men. I have serious hatred in my heart towards these men who who blow these women's heads up when they see them dressing like hoes, when they see them dressing like sluts and being promiscuous and having the attitude and and knowing darn well they look disgusting disgusting with their butt cheeks hanging out, their cleavage exposed. That is not sexy. I am a heterosexual man. I've been out there. I know what beauty looks like. That is not beauty. That is disgusting. I've seen butt-naked strippers with more class than some of these women out here. I'm just being honest with you. You know, it's not sexy. you got to stop being disgusting. You know, it's impossible to be classy, or excuse me, it's impossible to be sexy without being classy at the same time. You know, I, I tell these women all the time, I posted this on my Facebook page earlier, I said that, ladies, no matter what you've heard <clears throat> or what society may want you to believe, you do not have to take your clothes off to be sexy or desired by men. I've had women that I've counseled privately come to me and say, well, well hold on, Dana, I've gone out with my girlfriends and I've tried being classy, I've tried covering up, but those men... They only seem to want my girlfriends with the with the boobies out, with the freakum dresses on. Well, so I want that attention too. They get all the attention. Well, and I said that, ladies, this is how I respond to them. I said that 
all attention is not good attention. Okay, it's it's not. That you know, sexual attention is just that. It's sexual attention, meaning they want to have sex with you. Those those men who are lusting after your girlfriends, they want to have sex with them. They're not trying to wife them up. They're not trying to have a relationship with them. They want to have sex with them, and then when they have that sex, they go ahead and move on to another situation. You know, meaning they cheat on you. They they go ahead and leave you. And the only problem with it is after you've invested three years of your life on them, trying to make it into something that it's not and that it will never be. I'm just I'm just saying, Courtney. You know anything about that? Yeah, I do. Just falling for that. Um, I, I think I posted a status about that. Just falling for, um, you know, when men give you that, men will give women that lustful, you know, look, or they'll say certain things and have you wrapped around their finger, and you really do think in your head that it's love, and but it really isn't. It really isn't. And a lot of times we don't find out until it's too late, until something, you know, happens, pregnancy, whatever the case may be. And um, I just wish that, you know, we can just, um, really work on ourselves so we don't even attract those men in the first place. Right, yeah, ladies, I gotta stop having sex with these men. <laughs> I'm just like, you, you gotta stop. You can't keep saying, "Well, he dogged me and he he did this and he's a no good deadbeat father." Well, I mean, Father's Day just passed and there are a lot of statuses up there bashing their baby dad and he ain't this and he ain't that. But I mean, you you must have liked something about him. He wasn't that bad when he was bending over from the back. You know, Olivia Pope style in the electrical closet, you know, getting smashed off. It wasn't that bad. When you, those toes were curled up, shaking and stuff, it wasn't so bad then. So, you know, you, you guys got to stop putting yourselves in that position and then blaming the man when he does what men do. You can't have a pet rattlesnake and then get mad when he bites your face off. You don't get the analogy. You can't have sex with a man who doesn't want you, but then get mad when he leaves you. Well, he he didn't, I mean, yeah, so maybe the condom broke, or maybe you decided you wanted to feel it raw. See, see, I mean, come on, Courtney, come on. Can we start being honest, man? Can we start being real? Not that yeah. we ever stop, but you, can, can I go a step further? Because you know what I'm about to say. Go you ahead. know what I'm saying? This is what nobody wants to talk. I'm about to go to that another level. I'm about to go to that another zone right now. Because what's going on in today's society, ladies, and I, I'm sorry if this hurts feelings, but the reality is, some of y'all are so in touch with your freakiness. Some of y'all want that orgasm so bad that you are willing to sacrifice the, the, the thought and the possibility of getting pregnant by a deadbeat man who you doesn't want you and you know doesn't want you just so you can feel that raw penis up against those walls. You want it to feel good. You know you are willing to take that chance of letting him bust all up inside you just to get that get that nut off. Okay? And then after the chips, you just and you pray and say, God, please don't let me be pregnant. No, it's too late for prayers then. The time for praying was before you let him smash. Don't pray after he busts up inside you, hoping that dag. I hope that I hope it was you know it was worth it. Damn, he blew my back out. Dag, that was a good orgasm. But I hope I'm not pregnant. Well, no, you are pregnant, and now you have to deal with the consequences. And now we got to worry about, hmm, should I have an abortion? Should I not have an abortion? I said this online the other day. I said that, uh, you know, if your child made a mistake, you wouldn't kill them, would you? 
my daughter makes mistakes. I'm not going to kill her. So why would you kill your child because you made a mistake? Stop having these abortions. Everybody wants to, oh, I'm pro-choice. Why are you pro-choice for murder? No, the choice is to not let that man hit it raw. That's the choice. I'm not talking about rape. I'm not, nobody's talking about date raping. Oh, well, well everybody wants to fight. You ever notice that, Courtney? There have been 16 million abortions since 1960, specifically with black women. But you will always find people who want to talk, well, what about with rape? What about with rape? You know how that's a fraction of pregnancies uh, that, that, you know, or I should say pregnancies, right, that, that result from rape are a fraction of the situations where abortions are taking place. A fraction. It's minuscule. The vast majority of these situations come from people who, who do just what we just described. They want that sex. They want to feel it raw. They want to bust. And I'm not blaming the woman because a lot of these men out there, I've been one of them. I, they don't, I bust up in front of and, and women knowing they weren't on the pill. Say, dang, I pray to God. God, oh, man, I hope this isn't the one. I hope I don't become a statistic. If you guys read The Love We Had, you already know that Derek was that part of the story. It was me. So get your copy of The Love We Had if you haven't already. You're a psycho if you haven't already bought, read that book. I promise you, best book you ever read in your life. But that's what I'm saying is men and women both do it. You know, stop, stop. It's not worth it. And so, But certainly don't blame these kids and definitely don't blame the dad if he doesn't support you because you know he didn't want you to begin with. That's going to piss some people off, but I'm just saying I'm just being honest with y'all. It's not fair to anybody. What are your thoughts? Just stop having sex. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? I agree. I definitely agree with everything you said. You kept it so, so real. I mean, you always do, but, you know, that that was really needed. And that was a good point you brought up just about a lot of women. Um, they just want that orgasm. It's not worth it. It's It's really not worth it. And I, I wish that I wish more women would really realize that it's it's not. This you can't play chick, games I never, out here. Right, right. This psycho chick. I mean, this chick I, I smashed off back in the day. She said she played the most horrible joke on me ever. I'm still mad about it. To be honest with you, you know, I was a young woman where I know for a fact that um, there was no condom involved. I was an idiot. I was. I could have been a statistic. You know what I'm saying? Could have been one of these guys, and she could have been one of those women. Because I knew I didn't want her, didn't want to, definitely didn't want a baby with her. But she called me up and was like, "Yo, they don't." She's like, "I gotta tell you something." I said, "What's up?" She said, uh, "You're gonna be mad at me, but," she said, "I didn't get my period. You know, I haven't gotten it for about a week, and you know, I'm late." I, I, I mean, and just thinking back, it takes me back to that, the thought of that, like. I've never been more scared in my life, or and it just I don't even know if the scared is a word is a proper word. More disappointed, more discouraged. I felt like my life ended at that point because knowing that a woman who I had, it, ladies, understand, there is no worse feeling than getting that phone call. From a woman who you know deep down you don't want to be with. Understand that he's not happy when you tell him that. I promise you. That may hurt your feelings, but understand that there's no worse news to get, like, yo, she's pregnant. Like when when uh, when Cain got that call in, in Menace to Society, 
he was mm-hmm. he said, Look, that ain't mine <laughs> But <laughs> he said, Look, he said, well, Okay, well that's cool, it ain't mine, so look, don't call me no you know, and so that's how stuff leads to that next level. But on the flip side, here's the good news. On the flip side, there is no better news. There is no better phone call or situation where your wife, the woman you love, tells you, I'm pregnant the way my wife told me. Happiest day of my life. You understand that? that so it can be the best of times, and it can be the worst of times. It just depends on you. And I'm just telling y'all, ladies, stop letting these men hit it raw. Stop letting them hit it, but specifically stop letting them hit it raw. I don't know, Courtney. I don't know, <laughs> Courtney. Over a thousand shows, I don't know. This may be the realest yet. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> we say that about every show, though. I do, but, <laughs> but, 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 I'm, but, but today is real. Today is, this is real. This is, you know. Yeah. We're taking it there. But this is what's needed, though. You know, time for fun and games is over. You know, we got to stop, we got to stop, you know, we got to stop ignoring the real issues. We got to stop just being talking about what the world is talking about. We got to start talking about things from a biblical perspective. This chick, this psycho chick, she even said, she was like, a, she tried to cuss me out of my inbox and tell my son, I don't need your advice. She inboxed me asking for advice. And when I posted a scripture and I said that nothing can, anytime you take God out of a relationship is destined for failure, she she cussed me out because she said, I knew you, you don't know nothing, you don't know this and that, you just, you just throw scriptures around this and that. I wanted some real advice and you told me, you just reading stuff from the Bible. I don't believe the Bible, I wanted real advice. She said, I'm just, forget you, I'm just going to keep listening to Steve Harvey. I promise you she said that, Courtney. No, can you didn't. imagine somebody's, can you imagine that? Wow, she's gonna be even you, I, more lost. Right. I mean, I mean, imagine <laughs> turn on the radio six o'clock tomorrow morning to Steve Harvey. You tell me, you know what I mean? If 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 you gonna get this type of advice, you know, is what it is. Ah, oh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. So that that was the whole love and hip hop thing. One of the things I said earlier uh, in the week before that was, ladies. Stop wearing these this excessive amount of weave. Stop wearing excessive amounts of makeup, mainly because you look so much better without it. And frankly, I, I said that uh, I told I posted that in uh, in a number of groups that I'm in, and a lot of these groups, you know, the, the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show is a, you know, that's my group. So everyone in there is a Christian, and the the conversations will be. You know, respectful. They will be Christian based. You know, it's a it's a Christian group. So, but a lot of these other groups that I'm a part of that I just use for promotional purposes, just to get the word out and hopefully reach people, save some lost souls. A lot of people they 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 you know the same stuff that may get a hundred thumbs up on my page. People want to argue about and debate about this woman. Uh, I posted that verse or that that uh, advice. And the young woman told me, she said, stop lying. You know, damn well, these men love weeds and these men love makeup. And every time I walk around with my with my boobies showing, I get all types of thumbs up and attention. And, you know, so don't sit here and try to tell me that, you know, these men like that. Because I, I see how y'all be looking. And well, if y'all don't like it, stop looking. Can you, I mean, can you believe that? It's just, <laughs> she's lost. These, but I'd like to be able to say, like, that was an anomaly, you know. But it wasn't. 
it was that's what I get from most women out here. They actually think like that. They have been brainwashed by thinking that men find Beyonce attractive. When in reality she is a, a, a figment of the media's imagination. These men out here don't think about Beyonce. If anything, they're looking at women like Floyd Mayweather's wife or fiance. That if I mean to be real with y'all, if y'all wanna like take somebody and we talked about this before, but if y'all wanna like, okay, you know, this is what these black men want and that this is what they look please understand it ain't Beyonce. Trust me on that. Go on VH one and turn on that new show, uh uh Maids or what is it, Devious Maids or some stupid crap. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, some, oh, some, I think I know what you're talking about. About the but about the Hispanic know. maids and that stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not I'm just, that's what people were taught. Rosalind Sanchez at one time was my number one. You guys know people have those celebrity number one. She was my number one, and she's starring in that new show. But this was maybe 10 years ago when she was in that, that movie Boat Trip with Cuba Gooden Jr. And I'm just saying. But that, so, and I'm not saying that that's the definition of beauty. I'm just saying that Beyonce ain't it. Okay? I'm just being honest with y'all. Okay? It's, it's, it's realness is what I'm trying to say to y'all. It's the natural look with natural beauty, not this fake crap. So take it out if you want love. Get rid of it. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't even want to talk about that enough. Although we'll continue to talk about it because nobody else is talking about it. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. We've got to have shows like this every so I think Sometimes I think y'all must have forgot. <laughs> like my man Roy Jones. Remember that song Courtney used to be bumping that in the club? Y'all, y'all must have forgot. No, you, never mind. You too. You young for that. Never mind. Yeah. How, how you know what I know? Y'all don't, don't know nothing about no Roy Jones. Y'all, must, y'all, y'all the listeners know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all must have forgot who who keeps it 100 percent real out here. Let's uh, let's keep it moving though. Let's jump in. Cause I, like I said, man, I want to go. I, honestly, I want to go crawl in bed with my wife. I know my daughter's in bed. Like some, nowadays, my daughter she be uh, she be uh, <laughs> we try to put her in the crib, and she now she comes into our room. And makes us put her in in our bed. She's like, no, I'm sleeping with y'all tonight. Don't you look forward to those moments? Yeah, I do. I do. They're the best moments in the world, man. I love being a father, man. Being a father is the best. You know, having a wife is the best. Having a child is the best. Married life itself is just the best. Anybody's a psycho who, who says anything negative about married life. If you have an issue with married life or you are supposedly happily single, you are dealing are dealing with and have been dealing with the wrong types of people. Because there's nothing wrong if anything from a financial standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, from a sexual standpoint, everything is better about married life. Okay, it's everything's 10 times better. But if you if you are living life for the world, you're not going to see that, and you're going to look at what the world is showing you about married life, and you're going to assume that that's what it is. But married life is not that. It's not anything negative because marriage is something that is a blessing from God. If you look at what God says about marriage and things like that, then you know you already know that it's something special within the context of the right person. You know, the person that he has for you. So, uh, there's that. And I said online the other day, I said, ladies, if you want a man to commit, don't let him hit. You know, very, very simple advice, Courtney. But why do so many women have an issue following that very simple advice? Because they like to have sex. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's it right there. They like to have sex. They like to get get it in. 
you know. I said online today, I said that the best sex will never supersede the greatest love. This psycho chick in another group that I'm a part of said, well, I need both. And I, you know, I can't. I can't have just one. I need both. I want good sex and I want good love. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> you, it's a sad place to be outside of the will of God, man, because people are just, they become psychos. That's that's how you know when someone's a psycho is when they are living outside of the will of God. They have they have that that confusion. They have they are they, you see this you see Satan in them. You see it's just they it's like they're possessed, man. It's like they're they got the devil in them. And it's very obvious. There's some great people out here who, you know, I'm not even going to begin to name people, but who who you can just tell are cool people. A lot of people in the group are just cool. They love God. They're friendly. They're personable. They're fun to talk to, fun to be around. You got those people because they have God in their lives, right? I mean, that's just that's that's why you guys listen now because I have God in my life. Courtney has God in her. We're friendly. It's, this is fun stuff. This is positive. But then you go out here outside of the group, outside of the show, you turn on your TV, you go into these other groups, and it's like all hell's breaking loose. The reason why is because it is hell. They, they're living for Satan. That's, that's why it's hell. So, is what it is. Ah, what else can we talk about, Courtney? Should should we talk about uh, women who date other men or multiple men? Oh yes, let's do. I'm having fun tonight. This is fun stuff, man. Fun, fun, fun. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. If there's something you want to talk about, or if you just want to call in and say what's up, you just want to chill for a little bit. You just want to. You know, whatever you guys want to do, man. This is, this is how we do it tonight. Shout out to the people calling in from block numbers. Psychos. <laughs> you know, psychos. You know, I t- I was going to call them out. Anyone who does that, you press star 69 or 67 or star 82. I don't even know. I, see, that's how I don't even do it. That's how I don't even know what it is. You know, what is it, Corey? You know, you used to be a psycho. What's, how you block your number? So it doesn't control I thought up. it was star 67. Star, there you go. Star 67. There are yeah, people who do that. Uh, yeah, my bad. There are people who do that to, for this show. It's crazy. Get <laughs> your get your T-shirts, guys. Get your "Don't Be a Psycho" T-shirt right now at Dayton. Excuse me, at trctoday.com. All right, specifically for that reason, tell these people like, look, stop being psycho. But let's do a couple of advice questions. Here's the first one in regards to this woman who thinks it's okay to date multiple men. She says, uh, actually, this was someone posted this in the group. She says, one of my friends posted this. Uh, please share your thoughts. And this is from a young woman saying, why am I being told that in order for Mr. Wright to come into the picture, I need to drop all the guys that I'm currently dating? I think that's a general saying that people say just to say it. I mean, you can. You mean I have to be without any dating opportunities for Mr. Wright to step into the picture? If that's the case, then why are all these single women who I know are not dating anyone still looking for Mr. Wright? I'm still. I'm just killing time and having fun in the process. My conclusion is that now I'm only going to date those with a serious intent who I feel are suitable for me and where I want to go in life. That knocks a lot of guys off my dating or dateable list, but there's hope for a few. I refuse to believe that I have to let go of all guys 
in order for Mr. Right to step in. I believe that if he's indeed my Mr. Right, he will have the aggressiveness to convince me to date him <laughs> and only him and make it worth my while and worth my love to do so. Wow. This is we're going to talk about this because unfortunately, this is the mentality of most women out here in today's society. They have that a similar way of thinking and it's very few women who are okay with doing things the right way and focusing on God and trusting God and allowing yourself to become the best possible woman so that you can become the woman that these elite men pray for in a wife. That's the key thing there. Because, see, the same way you guys pray, and some of you aren't even praying for a husband, which is part of the issue, but when you pray for a husband, that's all well and good, but you have to at the same time realize that these men also are praying for a wife. You know, nobody pray. You have to be the woman if you want to involve God. You've got to become the virtuous woman. You have to be the Proverbs 31 woman because that is the woman that these men are praying for. So if you're saying, well, I want a godly man, well, how are you? how is God going to bless you with a godly man if you're not the type of woman who that man is even praying for? That wouldn't be fair to him. You wouldn't want to pray for a godly man and God send you uh, Stevie J, <laughs> right? I mean, imagine that. You're saying, God, bless me with a husband. He sends you Stevie J or Nico, uh-uh. you know, or Steve Harvey. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. Or some of these psychos that like be popping up in the group from time to time. Like, you wouldn't want that. The same way you wouldn't want those types of guys well, is the same way that these men wouldn't want, you know, those other, th- those types of women. So, you know, nobody prays for a woman. See, people want to look at this stuff. They want to talk about stuff in the context of right or wrong. This isn't about right or wrong. This is about what godly men pray for. Nobody prays for a woman who's dealing with three other guys, five other guys. Well, a lot of women are saying, well, well, you know, what about the men date on? They're dating multiple women, so why can't we date multiple men? Well, that's not how it's supposed to go. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. Well, if we are looking to find a good thing, that means we are having to be in hunter mode. We are looking. Nobody hunts just one animal. Nobody hunts for just one fish. You take, you go out into the jungle, and you hunt, and you bring back the best of the best. You got your eye on multiple things. That's how it is. That's our role. Now, the problem with it is is when that man brings the, the best of the best home and he's still out there hunting. Now, that's the man in the player stage. I'm not talking about those men, but I'm talking about in the hunting stage, in the dating stage, yeah, we're going to be entertaining multiple women, and that's why it's so important for you as women to differentiate yourselves. You have to differentiate differentiate yourself. This is a competition. That's exactly what it is. These men are not here pressed. She says, "I." She says, "That knocks a lot of guys off my dateable list." Who are you? What do you think this is? She says, "But there's hope for a few." What the heck? There's hope. 
these men don't give a damn about you, and if you care about them or what you think about them, these men could care less. These men are dating men, women, multiple women, who look most likely ten times better than you, have much better personalities and mentalities than you. What makes you think that you're special in regards to giving him some type of chance? He has to prove him and convince me to date him. Are you crazy? Nobody has that mentality, certainly not in 2013. There's no reason to. If I was a single man, I could call the fellas up, call the homies up right now. Yo, what's good? We going out. Go out to some lounge for Wednesday night jazz and leave and come back home with Nia Long, Rosalind Sanchez, Megan Good, and Taraji Henson as the backup. That's that, that's what I used to. Do. I'm, this isn't hypothetical. This is what I used to do. That is easy. That's it's e- even easier to. That's not hard to do. So for any woman in today's society to think that for any reason, anything that she brings to the table, whether it's looks, whether it's education, professionalism, success, cars, house, money, whatever you think you bring to the table, understand there are more and more women out here with the same exact qualifications and in my biggie voice look better than you. Get, mm, nah, nah, I can't do that. I would have did it two years ago, but I can't do it. Today. Y'all know the biggie line, though, don't you? I know the fellas know. You know, Courtney. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> but seriously, though, don't make me say it. Y'all going to make me say it before the end of the show, man. But, Courtney, what are your thoughts? Get me off the hot seat. <laughs> no, I... Like, no, ain't no hot seat. This is my yeah. show. Ain't no hot seat. I'll say what I want to say. I can't get in trouble. Y'all, look at that. Y'all, look at that. Got y'all. Talking about some hot seat. I love the hot seat. You know what I'm saying? Can't get me in trouble. Well, no, I'm sorry, Queen. What do you say? Every time we come back live, you just go in, like, <laughs> in a good way, though. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add to what you just said. It's really. not, nothing to add. I said Nothing it all. to say. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, listen, guys, I, I told, and, and just to dig myself in deeper, you know, the thing about it is I tell you all the time, I went to the Dominican Republic for, 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 for my bachelor party. And I gotta tell y'all, I mean, fellas, I, I saw the promised land. You understand that it was. In, you guys understand what's happening out here. There are men who are actually going to other countries, specifically with the sole purpose of bringing their wives home. Okay, going to the Dominican Republic, going to Brazil, going to Colombia, specifically because Puerto Rico, bringing these women back because they feel they can't find a beautiful woman with. Real qualities, real hair, real makeup, you know, real natural beauty and all that stuff, and and without the the attitude, without the foolishness accompanied by what we see in, in black women. We're going to get into that when we do our show on the real reasons why black men are dating outside of their uh, their race, because there's specific reasons for it, and it's not a we love black women, but I'm just well, I guess the point of me saying that was. When these men are going away, ladies, you need to understand that there are beautiful women out here. And I, I, I don't want y'all to take this in the wrong way, but I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. And please don't mistake what I'm saying, but understand that there there are no – I'm trying to say this tactfully, but there's really no tactful way to say it. There are beautiful women in 
of all races, of all nationalities, all cultures. But you need to understand that in some cultures, in some places of the world, and even here in this country, there are women who, from a just from a, a beauty standpoint, are perfection. Okay, and what I mean by that is the point of me saying that is not to make you feel inadequate, but the point of it is saying that there is no American woman here who should ever, for any reason, feel as though, based on her looks, whether it's her face, her body, her breasts, her booty, should ever feel like those assets give them the right to to act a certain way, specifically based on their looks. The, the reason for that is because there are other women who will put you to shame. I'm just I'm just being honest. I know that hurts some feelings, but please don't mistake what I'm saying. It's not a competition. Don't feel inadequate because the things that matter even out the playing field. I'm not saying you've got to look like somebody that you're not to have love. But what I'm saying is don't you for and I'm really talking, I may be preaching to the choir, but what I'm talking to is, the, and this would be Rez Marv would say, the strong sixes who think because they got a fat booty and a flat stomach and some nice perky breasts that that gives them the right to have a stuck-up attitude when they don't realize that there are people like the Rosalind Sanchez's of the world who put them to shame and have a great personality to go along with it. Am I being clear, Courtney? As a black woman, do you feel any type of offense to that? Oh, no. No, I don't. And I see some calls. No, I'm going to take some calls. Well, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say I, I don't because, one, I don't have that, you know, attitude um, that some women possess. And, two, I do, I realize it's, it's more than looks like you have more to offer than that. So, you know, ladies don't, don't feel any type of way about it. And the only reason you should feel some type of way is if you're the type of woman he was just speaking about, then that's something totally different. That's it. That's it. Don't, I mean, your butt size doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter that a big butt. And I tell you guys like all the time, your booty is just good for one thing. It's good for hitting it from the back and giving it an occasional smack, right? That's it. That's all it's good for. You know, no other. So don't a lot of women they wear these tights, they wear these white shorts with no thong and different things, trying to show off. Nobody says, "Oh wow, she got a big butt. Let me go ahead and wipe her up." No, they see a big butt, and they say, "Dang, that sure would be nice to hit it from the back," you know, and they never call her again. And that's the only reason for it. So again, now if you have a big butt, my you know I like to think my wife has a beautiful booty, but she also has a beautiful heart. You understand that? That's the difference. She has a great personality. She has a beautiful face, but is also beautiful on the inside. So that's what you have to do. And so what I'm saying is, when you compete for looks, you'll get beat out every time. You know what I'm saying? When you think that sex, and I'm just I mean it's, it is what it is. Vicky said it right. I mean, looks better than you. Give head better than you, you know, because we're we're talking about sex. Let's be honest. What what are we talking about? We're talking about sexual games, sexual pleasures. You understand that Nicki Minaj raps about her vagina and how nice it is and how pleasurable it would be to be inside of it. 
You understand that? You ever hear a lot of women bragging about how good their stuff is? Well, Biggie said it best. You know, she looks better than you. She gives head better better than you. You understand that? And, and, and it gets wetter than you. These are things that, at the end of the day, people are, are, are being honest about. People are being real about. You understand? It, those things do not matter. This That song was made 10 years ago, but it still rings true today because a lot of women are out here thinking that their sexual, you know, their sexual game, so to speak, is what's going to get them wifed up. I have to be a, a lady in the, in, uh, in the streets but a freak in the sheets, and that will get me a ring. No, it won't. It'll get you sex in the sheets. That's it. Get you smutted out on a Friday night and never called again. That's all it will get you. I think we're keeping it too too real tonight. You know, <laughs> you know the hate That's mail not a bad is. Thing. Um, oh, <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? But you know, it is what it is. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? Oh uh, well, yeah. I was just thinking, um, just about how I used to have that mentality. Um, I, I used to think that you know being a freak was what men. Um, look for and, and it's crazy because uh, men who only want to have sex with you, you know, they'll they'll let you believe that that's what they want, which is the crazy part. So that, that's why the misconception is there, you know, because the men will let you believe every step of the way that their future wife has to be a freak. She has to do that only because he just wants, at the end of the day, wants to have sex with you. So he's not gonna outright tell you that. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's just good that we're talking about it. Just let go of those misconceptions that some ladies may have. Right. I, I actually tell you guys all the time that men have absolutely no problem waiting for sex. Okay? I said, however, they have a problem waiting for sex with women who they only want to have sex with. So if a man sees a big butt, sees you walking down the street, and he cracks on you like, yo, come here, sis, what's going on with you? Come here, I just want to get a minute of your time. Boom, you give him the number. All he, The reason why he, he stopped you to begin with is because he saw that booty. So, yeah, he may turn you around and have a conversation with you, but don't think he lost sight of what he actually wants, which is that, that booty. You know, so it's it's all about what you put out there, the bait that you put out there, which is going to strongly influence how he treats you. So you got to stop putting out the wrong bait. Stop letting these men, stop letting Steve Harvey convince you that all you got to do is make a man wait 90 days for sex. That is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous and horrible advice, satanic advice, in fact. You know what I'm saying? God would not be pleased and is not pleased with that advice. It's not about how long you make him wait. It's about whether you have sex with him or not. It's respectable women don't make you wait for two months, for three months, for six months. They just don't give it up. That's just that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you want a man to commit, don't let him hit. How's that for a rule? How's that for a catchphrase? That ain't going to sell me three million books, I promise you that. But it will save your life. It will keep you from being a single mom. See, because see, see, I get the women who filed the 90-day rule. I counsel many of them now after the fact that they're single moms. See, that's what they don't tell you. You understand that? That, that? A lot of people don't tell you, oh, hey, yeah, I listened to that. In fact, we've seen a significant increase in abortion, increase, increase in pregnancies, decrease in marriages, specifically since Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man was released. Things ain't getting better. Things are getting worse. 
I'm saying, check the statistics. You know what I'm saying? But listen to this show for a couple months, and you tell me if your life doesn't get better. I can promise you it will. Let's go back to the phone line. See what's going on out here. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment or feedback. Six seven eight area code. Welcome to uh, Ask Day Nine Advice Hour. Yes, uh, this is Kenya from Atlanta. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I have been listening to your radio show for the first time, and I am just blown away and amazed at how God is using you. So I just want to thank you for being truthful and being honest, being transparent. Um, And I just want you to know that because you are speaking the truth, you will come under persecution. I'm sure you know that. And uh, even from Christians, and so because most people aren't talking about it. But I wanted to touch on everything you've talked about really quickly for the sake of time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But you talked about uh, Jay-Z. You talked about uh, a a TV show that I've never seen, Love and... Uh, hip hop. Was it love and hip hop? Okay. Uh, and then you also talked about just the whole uh, worldly view about sex and intimacy. Um, and I just want to say that obviously we're approaching the end times. Uh, 36% of the scripture is about the end times. And one of the things that I've learned as I've been studying unmasking the spirit of the Antichrist is one of the signs is the tolerance. I've been celibate for about seven years, and I'm not ashamed of that. But one of the things that I recognize is that people do not love the truth. Even though they go to church, they say they love God, they say all these things, but a sign that you love the truth is, do I love God? Am I going to fornicate? Am I going to commit adultery? Am I going to participate in homosexuality? Am I going to listen to Jay-Z and all that foolishness that he's talking about? Am I going to do those things? Because if I do those things, that means I love God my desires, and then my desires become God. So I've been in this, this teaching and this, 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 this um, study on the occult and the signs of the time. And what you're talking about right now is when a woman is okay with having sex with multiple men, uh, when people are okay with listening to Jay-Z, listening to Beyonce and all these, these, these artists that are absolutely devil worshipers, then what they're saying is, I don't love God. You can go to church on Sunday, you can shout, you can do whatever you want to do, but at the end of the day, the bottom line up front is I really don't love God, my desires. My desires are now God, and so I'm going to serve my desires because everybody wants to have sex. Sin is what we all fight against. The question is, am I going to allow those desires to overtake me? So I just wanted to share this with you because I am, I'm excited about what you're teaching, and I just praise God that you're, you're speaking the truth with topics that are not being talked about in church. And I'll end with this point. The reason why the occult is rising, one of the revelations that I got, is because the church is not showing the supernatural, the power that we we see in the Bible, the, the miracles that Jesus performed. It's still happening, but the church has shut it down so much that people are going to the world. They see all this power. They see all this fame. They see women being sexy, and they see all these things. And so what's happening is the power is not as strong as it, it should be. And so I just want to commend you for, for having this show. And I've seen you on Facebook. I've been watching you. And I just, just thank God for you and continue to, to pray that you will continue to do what you're doing and, and that you would have all the provision that you need to make this happen. And so Excellent. Thank Excellent. you. Thank, 
No, let me just say thank you. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for being a first-time listener. Um, you know, continue listening. And, and everyone else, we get first-time listeners all the time. Understand, guys, you know, and I'm going to speak about a couple things that she just touched on. She said a lot, excellent, excellent. But her, everything she said was just music to my ears, and we need more of that. Um, but understand, just anyone who may be new, you know, this show is not new. You know, I've been, this is, we've done well over a thousand episodes. This is our sixth year on the air. All shows are archived on iTunes as well as um, com. So take some time, peruse the archives. Every show is a good show. Um, you know, ton, there's no topic we haven't talked about. You know, the, the occult, politics, everything, society. The Black Church, we talk about it all. So continue to listen. But I appreciate the thoughts and and add, be you know become active. You know, follow me on Facebook. Add yourself uh, to the friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show. I'm building a team of warriors who are not afraid to speak out, and we need more people to talk about the supernatural, talk about the occult, talk about the lack of uh, passion that the Black Church as a whole has. For speaking, she's a hundred percent right. It's ridiculous. Why am I? I'm no preacher. I'm no. I'm no. You know, pastor. Why am I the only one talking about the works of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Antichrist, and and how and what the Bible says the end times will be like in regards to the entertainment industry, the government, you know, things like that. This is stuff that the black church should be talking about, these entertainers shedding light. These, these, but the reason for it is these pastors who, who run these mega churches, a lot of them have actually sold themselves, sold their souls themselves and have been granted clemency by the government, by the Illuminati, to be able to rise to superstar status if they go along with the program. That's why you see a lot of these pastors throwing up the same satanic symbols that Beyonce throws up, that Jay-Z throws up, Kanye West, and doing those same types of things and not speaking out against homosexuality, not speaking out against fornication, you know, things like that, that, that obviously Jesus Christ spoke about, obviously we speak about. These are things that the black church is afraid to talk about, mainly because the reality is their their own congregation is living for the world. Watch your church. Watch a lot of these secular uh, uh, practices being integrated into the, the the church, into the the you know the the uh, these performances and these youth things. A lot of it is more worldly than anything. Sometimes I watch these these shows and different things from different churches, and it's like, what the heck is this? What kind of celebration is it? What kind of worship is this? What part of the Bible is this in? You know, I've seen people. <laughs> Listen, I've seen people twerking in church. I've seen all types of stuff. You be, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Trust me, I'm telling you. I've seen it, and it's like, like you know, it'll be discreet. It won't be, you know, blatant, but it'll be like you can tell that they're throwing it in there just to kind of have that worldly effect. And you don't want to do that. You know, never conform and point it out when you see it. So I just want to touch on this stuff. But again, thank you for calling in. We need more people like this. We've heard tons of people. I've gotten thousands of testimonies, and I have, I have two folders. I have a uh, testimonies folder with well over 2,000 testimonies and, and, and you know just compliments and ways that stories of how their lives have been changed. But I also have a folder entitled Hate Mail. I keep all that stuff. You psychos who inbox me saying crazy, I keep it, and it's great. You understand? It's only it's only a few uh, vastly, you know, uh, a difference between the 
the the the testimonies and the hate mail, but so it is way. And Courtney, you've started your own hate mail folder, you know, like you said. And a lot of these are from people who who call themselves Christians. You believe that? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, I can't believe it because I'm starting to receive it um, now. You know, people calling me out my name just for just craziness. It's like wow, but at the same time, it's a good thing because that lets me know that you know I'm making a difference and what I'm saying is hitting home, and and people know that and they feel that conviction. So. Uh, you know, that's all that is. But uh, real quick, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say um, that was a great call. Um, so that was an awesome call, and she was just making some really great points. And what um, I took away from um, what she was saying is that, um, you know, you can say you're a Christian, but it's not enough to talk the talk. You actually have to walk the walk and actually live that lifestyle and not be afraid to live for Jesus Christ. And I love her for saying that. Absolutely. You know, listen, guys, and again, please, everybody, add yourselves. Follow me on Twitter. Like the fan page. Add yourselves to the Friends of Date on Talbot Show. Keep, you know, become friends. Add yourself to the, the my nonprofit organization, the Each Woman Foundation. If you're a business owner, add yourself to the Tolbert Business uh, Network on Facebook. You know, there's so much stuff that I do out there. That if you're a man, add yourself to the Courageous Black Men of Facebook group. These are things that, you know, are, I'm just trying to do things that are not really out there. Uh, on this level that we as Christians need that you know from a a woman support standpoint from a male support standpoint from a business standpoint and just from an overall fellowship standpoint which is the friends group add yourselves and become active and and um that's how we can make a change and make a difference out here you guys know there's something really special we're like the island on lost you spend some time in the friends group and you will be changed you will be you you will be if you come in there wrong you will be set straight but after some time, you will be changed for the better. Just like, yeah, is that not a great analogy, Courtney? Is that not what happened in law? <laughs> yeah, just when I think you couldn't have enough analogies, that was another one. But it was good. It was good. It's a special place. It's something it special about the group. You, if you, when you come in, you will not leave the same. How many people have we seen done total three sixties in their overall way? I, I don't want to name anybody, but you, you, we okay. all see them. They. They, so many, so many. They come in one way, and now uh, next thing you know, they're posting. They come in arguing and debating. Next thing you know, they're waking up first thing in the morning with biblical scriptures. I steal all y'all scriptures, too. I'm telling y'all right now. I never had the opportunity. I've been doing this for a long time. I started on MySpace, Black Planet, then MySpace, then Facebook. I've been doing this a long time. And what, y'all, what I see going on now is unlike anything that I've, been, that's, that I've experienced over the last 10 years. I've never had this many biblical scriptures to choose from that I want to repost. Back in the day, I used to have to use my, my Bible app to find a scripture to post every morning like y'all see. Nowadays, Courtney posts something, Aaron posts something, Randy posts something, Lewis posts something, uh, James posts something. It's always somebody. If I like it, I'm just, hey, boom, I'm posting up there. And I love that. Keep them coming. I couldn't do that before. This is great. You know how you guys get these notifications? Every morning your inbox is flooded with, with, with Bible verses. You know, you get that, don't you, Courtney? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's how it is. So keep up the good work, guys. Keep up the good work. Let's keep it. I want to do a couple more advice questions. Then we're gonna get ready to get up out of here, man. This is this is the fastest three hours that you will ever spend anywhere. I promise you that. You know what I mean? Who listens to a radio show for three hours straight? Have you ever done that, Courtney? Um, with this show, I have. <laughs> but I, I, nowhere yeah, else. Right. 
Right. I know. I mean, who does it? Nobody listens to the radio for three hours straight. Nobody does anything for three hours straight. But the reason is when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, it it, it makes it okay. I'll tell you. Let me. Can I just tell y'all something real quick? I want to share a testimony with y'all, and my wife will. I will bring her down here right into this studio, and she will tell y'all. I will listen, and I don't know who did it, but I. You know, God is good, and God has been blessing me financially. He's been blessing me in a lot of different ways. But I opened my mailbox the other day, and I I just get a check. I get a check made out to the business. She said, and it was a note attached. Um, and I don't want to say the amount of money, but it was. Trust me, it was a blessing, but it was a check just from someone who said, this is a donation towards someone point getting someone started in the right direction of, of counseling. And so thank you. I just want to say publicly thank you. I don't want to put your name out there. I'm not going to put the amount of the check out there, but thank you. I received it, and I appreciate it. And that is just a blessing. Because some, I mean, this is this is how God is moving, and that you know, definitely on her end, but also just from God saying, "Hey, look, I see what you're doing, and you're changing lives, and other people are seeing that." So that that's where that check came from. Courtney, is that not a blessing? And you do what I do now. Is that not, but you can't. You're looking forward to getting that check in the, in the mail. <laughs> um. Well, I don't want to say yes, but I mean that's that's a good blessing. That's an awesome blessing. I don't want to discount that blessing. I know that you know God has much more in store for me. So that story was a great testimony of that, just to show what God can do. And it's funny. Let me tell y'all something. I just and I just mentioned. I it's funny that I got the check over the last week, but the the week prior, you guys know we announced the formation of the the. Uh, Tolbert Relationship Counseling Scholarship Fund, where we're going to partner up with my church, Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church, and do an annual scholarship to uh, send send somebody to college, you know, or contribute to their college. And, and we just announced that over the last two weeks, and and we get a donation. So I just want to say I'm going to take that donation and I'm going to put it right into that fund. And if you guys want to donate, contact me. But it's that money is going straight to the church. You will see if you go to Enon, if you watch it online this time next year, there will be a, uh, you know, our name will be read. The Talbot Relationship Counseling Scholarship, you know, goes to. So they did our, their their thing last Sunday where they celebrated the recipients of, uh, you know, of these scholarships, and we're going to be one of the businesses that that uh, offers a scholarship next year. So thank you for the support in advance, and uh, let's get it, let's get it, uh, let's get it popping. I'm gonna do one more, and then we're gonna get out of here. One question that was submitted, uh, I believe this was posted in the group. It ended up being a big, um, a big topic, a big discussion, big debate. The question was: Should a woman be submissive to a man if he is not her husband or fiance? And it just occurred to me: we probably want to save this for the show we're going to do on submission. But what the heck? Let's get it on and popping right now. We've got so many other topics to talk about. What do you think about the answer to that question, Courtney? Should a woman be submissive to a man if she if, if he is not her husband or fiance? Um, yes, she should. Um if he is a man that is led by God and is an elite man or who she believes to be an elite man, yes. 
She should. If she wants if she wants that relationship to go anywhere. Now if she's just trying to I don't know, bide her time, I don't know, like then just do whatever. But if you want to be someone's wife one day, then yeah, it would be wise to do that. Right. This is what I'll say about that. <clears throat> when it comes to when it comes to love, when it comes to dating, I always say that if you wanna be a girlfriend you have to show yourself worthy in the dating process. If you want to be a good fiancé or a fiancé to begin with, you have to be a good girlfriend. If you want to be a wife, right, then you've got to, you've got to be a great fiancé. There have to be certain things that you do that stand out and show that, man, hey, you're someone special. And so, well, the question is, what are those things? That's well. That's where the Date on Tolbert show comes into play seven nights a week, where we we define the definition of a great woman. What are things you can do to differentiate yourself? What are some red flags that would make us say, "Wait a minute, no, she's not the one." Okay, so let's talk about that. So submission is a huge part of that. And see, I think that there's a problem in today's society because submission has gotten and been associated with a certain negative connotation attached to it. And there's nothing negative about it. In fact, I tell you guys all the time that it takes a very strong woman to be submissive. You know, and I'll tell you why. The reality is is because the Bible doesn't just say wives submit to your husbands. You know, it says submit to your husbands as your husbands submit to God. That means that, and I just went to a Bible study. My wife and I go to a a quarterly marriage ministry. Shout out to my homie Sam, uh, frat brother uh, from school, and he, you know, his church does a uh, a quarterly marriage ministry. Where we, and that was actually the topic of uh, was submission and what all that has to do with, which is, you know, there have to be certain ways that the man shows himself to be submitting to God. That way, the woman will feel comfortable submitting to him. And that process, see, if if you're waiting to marriage to be submissive, well, then you're never going to get to marriage. You've got to show yourself to be submissive long before you become a wife. And again, we're not talking about being somebody's slave, somebody's sex slave, or somebody's you know, a uh, little toy robot, you just do what we say. It's, that's not what submission is. It's just, it's not being argumentative. It's not being overbearing. The Bible says it's better to, uh, you know, you know how to sleep out in the cold or, you know, it says then to live in a house with a quarrelsome wife. You know, you know, it's all types mm-hmm. of scriptures that speak to it. I forget exactly the exact wording. But it says you might as well go hang yourself than to live with a quarrelsome and angry woman. And that's just, you know, that's, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it's saying. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to take a chance at spending the next 50, 60 years with a woman who has an attitude that is going to have, there's going to be this this power struggle. No. You've got to submit. Me and my wife, we have a great commu- we communicate. We we're able to talk, you know. But she knows that when it comes down to it, that hey, Dayton is being led by God. So, 
and and because I'm being led by God, I'm not going to have her do it. I'm going to want the best for my family. I'm going to do what's best for my family. I'm not going to be out here doing craziness, you know. So that's why she feels comfortable being submissive. It's all, and that's. And I'm really speaking to the fellas here. It's, it's fellas. It's your job to show the woman that you are being led by God. I can't stress that enough because it becomes a natural thing. If a woman sees that, and when a woman sees that, then she's going to naturally submit because she sees, okay, it's like if somebody's leading you in a way that you direct, a direction you want to go, well, you're not going to have a problem following them because you know they're going to take you where you want to get to. But if she sees that you're living for the world and you're living for the devil and you're out there being a liar, a dog, a cheater, and a player, but you still expect her to submit to you, well, obviously that's not going to be how it goes. She's not going to feel comfortable submitting. So it really has to be a matter of, one, the man showing he's being led by God, the woman acknowledging that, and then humbling herself and saying, okay, I'm going to let you lead me and lead our family because the, the, the family overall is being led by God. That's pretty much how it goes. It's, it's actually very simple. So to answer the question, yes, you do want to be submissive long before you get to be the point of becoming a wife. That's how you become a wife. That's how you stand out from the crowd. If you want to play that, oh, I'm single and I ain't submitting to you and da da da, you can. I mean, you can do that. You can have that mentality, but you're going to be single or you're going to be dealing with losers. Anything to uh, to add to that, Courtney? Yeah, I just um, want to say, just in addition to what you were saying, that. You know, ladies, you have to really uh, just work to let go of any unresolved issues that you may have, especially particularly I'm talking about daddy issues, because just I know a lot of women um, have trouble submitting just simply because, you know, their father wasn't there, you know, when they were younger. So as adults, they don't want to, you know, submit to their husband because mentally it's like they always go back you know, to feeling abandoned by their father and they you know, they kinda of fear that happening again. It's like ladies just, you know, work work on yourself to let go of that so when it's time to be in a relationship and um, you know, that eventually will lead to marriage, you'll be in a good place where you won't have a problem submitting. It will come naturally. Absolutely. I see one more question here that kind of pertains to what we're talking about, and then we'll wrap it up. I, I, and I've been funny. I've seen this question here on my little spreadsheet for a long time, and I, you know, didn't get a chance to talk about it. But a young woman asked a while ago, "What do you guys think about churches using gimmicks to draw young people in?" What I mean by gimmicks is using the beat of a secular song and singing gospel lyrics over that. You know, it's. I, I don't know. I, I feel I'm torn about that. I feel like if the motives are good, then I'm okay with it. But, you, you know, you can tell when the motives are not good. You can tell when somebody says, okay, we're going to do this to save souls. We're going to do this because it's going to be entertaining, but it's also going to send a certain message that's going to cause that tug on someone's heart to take that walk down to the front of the aisle. You know, we're we're gonna do this with the with the sole purpose of glorifying the Lord. I don't have a problem when it's done in that context, but a lot of churches they see those numbers dwindling, they see the competition rising, 
So they say, okay, we've got to bring some young people in. We've got to do some things of the world to be able to reach who we want to reach. And that's when it becomes a gimmick as opposed to something that is genuine. And so, yeah, I have a problem when it's when it's done, and we've all seen it done, you know, in various churches. But I have a problem when it's not authentic. What, how do you feel about that? That was um, that was a good question. I I kind of go to a church like that, but I, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't say they use gimmicks. Like that's not really the word I want to say. Um, but. Um, they, you know, they do use different um, avenues to get the young people in because my church is mainly under thirty-five and under, and um, I've seen it positively affect um, all of us that come in. It's like everyone, you know, either gets involved in ministry. A lot of those who came in as you know single young adults, they're now you know married and go to church with their husband or wife. So it's 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 a good thing and it's very positive. So. Um, you know, I don't really want to, you know, um, say the same thing you said, so I'll just say I, I do agree um, with that if it's when it's done right. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the key is just is it is it done right? Is it genuine? Is it authentic? So, look, guys, we're gonna get ready to wrap it up. I do want to throw that you know throw that altar call out there. <laughs> you know, not really, but you know, seriously, you know, if you want help. If you if you've been listening to tonight's show and you're saying, wait, you know what? That sounds kind of like me. I may have some built up daddy issues. I may have some anger, some hurt that I want to let go of. Well, then reach out. You know, call the number eight five five fifty five Daydon. Email Daydon at trctoday.com. If you want a female perspective, email Courtney at trctoday.com. We're both available to help you guys and um, you know help you get on the path uh, of emotional availability. You know, and the, the the point of that is to be found by the man that God has for you. So we've developed a five point uh process uh specifically designed to to identify and, and get you to one hundred percent emotional availability. So take advantage of it. Everybody's first session is is uh totally free. If you haven't already, like I mentioned earlier, order the novel, the love we had Get your emotionally available T-shirt. It's available right now at trctoday.com. Um, a lot of lot of good stuff out there. The CD, my my two disc CD. I'm still giving. I, I we sold over 200 shirts, but you know I told y'all the first 200 will get a free copy. Look, if y'all still get it tonight, I'll still throw in a free copy of what women need to know but don't want to hear. So go ahead and get it uh, uh, online at, at trctoday.com. I I, I want to close us out right here with a certain scripture that I just posted on Facebook in regards to this whole Jay-Z situation, Magna Carta, the Holy Grail, total foolishness. If you tuned in late, make sure you go back and listen to the first hour of the show where we, where we uh, broke down specifically the message that's being projected with this, with this new album. Um, totally satanic, totally demonic. But I said on, well, this is, Second Timothy four three that says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching, but they will follow their own desires and they will look out, they will seek out teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I'm revisiting it. I want to share it again because it's very applicable to what we've been talking about this evening in regards to people 
They don't want to hear shows like this. They don't want to hear advice like this, counseling like this, listen to music that does not, you know, talk about money and the world and worldly things. You know, that that time is coming. That time is here. They don't want advice from biblically based advice givers. They want the Wendy Williams, the Moniques, the Steve Harveys, the Ianlas. They want those people it says they will seek out teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And so there's a reason my my two disc CD is called What Women Need to Know But Don't Want to Hear. It's that it's it's taken straight from this. You know, so prove me wrong and, and continue to listen to the show, continue to get the CD, read the books, follow the advice on Facebook, and change your life. It's no need to continue living in the same way that you've been living, especially if you want a, uh, a, a different result. Okay, Courtney, any last words of wisdom, anything to add before we get up out of here? Um, no, I just want to say it was just a um, pleasure uh, to be on tonight. Tonight's show, as, as always, on every show, it was just good. I felt like we kept it extra real, and I know that, you know, it's been a blessing to so many people, so that makes me feel good. So that's all I have to Absolutely. say. Courtney, thank you. Great job, as always. I tell you, Let me tell you something, man. I, I, we, we both, I'll speak for myself, but I know for a fact Courtney and I both, I, I'm exhausted at the end of these shows because we put our heart and soul into it, you know, I appreciate you for listening because this is this is what's important out here. You know what I mean? Listening is, is as important as us doing, or I should say us doing it is just as, as beneficial to us as it is to you. You know, so this is a partnership. We do appreciate. We don't take any anybody's time for granted. And uh, so thank you all for listening. And we'll try to come back. I'm going to try to come back a little bit, you know, one more time this week live. We were we gave you all about a good three or four live shows last week, so you notice this is we this is probably like only the the first live show of this week. I'm gonna try to maybe come back for a live keeping it real Fridays or something like that, maybe a Saturday night live. We'll keep you posting on that. Well actually, you know, the game is on tomorrow, so you know we'll be watching that. But if you're not watching the game, tune into a classic rebroadcast. But y'all know how we do it, man. I thank y'all for listening. Here's a little Kirk Franklin to close us out, and we'll see y'all tomorrow night. Hallelujah. Young people, there's nothing wrong with dancing for Jesus. But we can't forget where we come from. So if you don't mind, let's have a little church right now. Something about that name. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, it is the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest thing I know. Oh, oh, oh. I love. Oh, I love the oh, oh, I love the name. Oh, I love the name. Come on and lift your hands and say it with me. I 
You can go shout, praise him, do it! 